0: Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including Undone, which we'll be getting into right now. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Michelle Lander. Hello. Alex Bonilla. Hola. Sam Quattro. Hello. And Sarah Potter. Hello. Today we are talking season one of the new Amazon uh Prime TV series Undone, created by Raphael Bob Westberg and uh, Kate Purdy. Um, it came out yesterday on Amazon and is eight episodes. Um, very interesting, distinctive uh, new series uh, done in rotoscope animation. Maybe the first rotoscope thing we've talked about on the podcast. I think we've had like an article uh, before on it on the website. But uh, yeah, we talk a bunch of animated shows here at OverlandMated.com. Uh, check us out there on uh, on uh, iTunes or your favorite podcast app by searching Overly Animated or on our YouTube at YouTube.com slash Overly Animated. Um, I'm going to do a general spoiler warning now because I think it's going to be hard to talk about this show without getting into spoilers. So big spoiler warning right now for Undone. Um, if you want to know whether you should check it out, I'm just going to say all of us probably liked it to a varying extent. So <laughs> you should watch it. Uh, there's your recommendation. Um, but we're gonna get into spoilers right away for Undone. All eight episodes on Amazon now. So go watch it. Come back and listen. Um, there's a lot to get into here, but I just want overall impressions. Uh, how'd you like the show? What do you, do you have expectations? Did they were they met? Um, you know, what do you think of the the rotoscoping, Michelle?
1: uh so when i saw the promo trailer i was i didn't really know what to think it just felt like a lot of interesting visuals happening and it looked really wild and i was just kind of like okay let's we'll see what this is and having watched the show i'd say like i actually like it a lot more now that i actually i know what it is about and what it's trying to do Mm -hmm. and i'm not sure that trailer really did a great job explaining the, the good aspects of the show uh, but it definitely covered like, you know, how visually kind of crazy it gets sometimes. But no, I, I genuinely like this show. I feel like I will say I, I I had like a really weird experience watching it for the first maybe four or five episodes because it just like made me so uncomfortable but I feel like that's just because like Alma's whole situation is very uncomfortable and it, it kind of like makes you feel all sorts of ways and that's like on purpose and i think it's like a good part of the storytelling that it, it, it kind of like forces you to like not always be having a great time with it like this show wasn't really here to be like chill and fun and relaxing that's <laughs> for sure and i honestly think like that that's part of the appeal for me i think A lot of the characters I really um, enjoyed a lot, um, especially just the fact that, like, everyone's so messy. There is no, like, objectively good or bad person in this show, I would say, like, at all. And I, I think it's kind of wonderful that we get to a place where, like, we can kind of see a lot of sides of people, even if we disagree strongly more with some of them than others like i just like i love all that stuff so much and i feel like for me that's one of my highlights of the show and like honestly it's like hard to compare this to a lot of other shows because it very much feels like its own like extremely strong flavor and i can't say that about a lot of things we watch so i mean it's just an interesting show but like i'd say like of What I've heard from your guys is takes like I might be more positive on it than some of you.
0: Okay, I mean, you know, you're for, you're the first to go here, so you're referencing person, like, we'll takes that haven't season. you're referencing opinions that haven't happened yet in a very nonlinear I've fashion. I've seen them so. on Discord I, to whoa. very extent. <laughs> Michelle, Michelle's already seen the other opinions go by in her in her head about the exactly. Yeah, okay, <laughs> she
2: she jumped into our memories already.
0: Yeah, okay. I think that I think that's a great take to start us off, Michelle. It's it's a very distinctive show, and yeah, that's a, probably, I think the probably the most distinctive show, thing we've ever covered here, um, on the podcast. Uh, okay, Alex. How about you? what what did you think of undone?
2: So, first of all, the the positives. it is a very vi- uh, visually um captivating show. Uh, again, like rote rotoscoping is a method that isn't used that often due to just how how precise it needs to be in order to look good. And I think that this, uh, show re- uh, really hits it well um, especially when it gets to the fantasy sequences is where you can tell like okay like this is why animation is here for for to represent these kind of high concept stuff uh rosa salazar as alma is and bob odenkirk uh, as her, her dad are both really good uh good in terms of their acting and their chemistry and bouncing off of each other uh they, they uh R- rosa especially like uh, gets a lot of like good humor out of the like this isn't really a comedy but when she gets to have jokes the, yeah. they they're they're usually very welcome so i i appreciate that now as for like my at my experience watching it for a lot of it i felt kind of empty kind of like i'm not sure what i'm supposed to be getting out of this i understand if it feels like it's towing a very um, dangerous line between this being full sci-fi fantasy and making parallels with mental illness. Um, so that that was a struggle throughout the show, and in general, uh, I mean, uh, now that I've had like a and. Uh, as people saw uh, among like the group chats we had, I was initially very angry when I finished the show. They're like For some reason, it just left me with a very strange energy after finishing it. Uh, 24 hours later, I don't know if this is exactly the reason why, but this, this does hit a lot of uh, personal notes for me in terms of uh, an overbearing Latina mother and coming from a family that gaslights you into believing mental illness is the reason that you're not fitting into this life that they want for you and so the, those are uh, many things that um grossa goes through in this i mean that i um, uh, alma goes through in this show are things that i have uh, struggled with for many years so um, seeing a show actually um deal with that and putting it in the light of no this is like a superpower in a way is feel, feels just very very strange to me and like it, it 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 will take me longer than this 24 hours to like truly um truly really come to terms with like how I actually feel about it. But right now it's just, it, it, it's a per- personally, it's a very complicated relationship I have with the way they're, they're dealing with the themes that they're touching here. And because of the fact that it's uh, it feels more on the side of fantasy to me at the end, I'm not, I don't feel like I really got anything out of the experience. So my, my summary would be that it's a visually interesting piece of media. But I'm not sure that it's one that necessarily has has a strong enough message for me to want to rewatch. So that 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 would be my take right now. Okay, awesome stuff on on
0: how you connected to it, and yeah, I'll have, I'll comment on that last thing when we get to me. Uh, okay, uh, Sam, what do you what what's what's your take right now on Undone?
3: I liked it a lot. Yes. yes. Um, in like. Going into the show, I was like, okay, the trailer didn't really impress me that much. Like, what is this? It kind of looks like, oh, ambitious, rotoscoped animation show that is just going to be, like, trippy and surreal for no reason. I'm not really into that. But then, you know, I actually watched it, and I really liked the slice-of-life aspect to it. Like, those are my favorite kinds of shows where it's just, oh, woman... Lives and does things, <laughs> uh, and has like a, a tumultuous relationship with her sister and her family, and is kind of a fuck up. I love those kinds of shows. Those are my favorite kinds of shows. So was like, okay, I'm on board. As for like the surreal stuff, I thought it was interesting. Like Alex was saying, sort of how it spins schizophrenia into being like a superpower, which. I also felt weird about and felt like uh eh, I'm not sure if this is what you wanna say, but is what it is. But I don't know, I really liked how it wasn't afraid to go into a lot of depths with mental health issues and just like what life is. You know, Alma is such like an amazing character and I love her. even know, like I've spent only eight episodes with her so far. I just think that she's wonderful, and she like speaks her mind, and she's quick to point out, you know the bullshit in life, which I'm all for. It was just a treat to watch for me. It was like all the different elements that I like. It was serious. It was funny. It was very artistic. While I didn't really lash too much onto the rotoscoping at first, I thought it looked really weird. It looked almost LA noir esque in terms of oh, this oh, face. yeah. It looked oh yeah, this face doesn't really match with this body, and it looks weird. But you know, I got over that, and it was just wonderful. I think it was. It had me hooked the entire um, eight episodes. And that's all you can really ask for a show, I guess. Just the hook you, take you on a journey. Why not?
0: Nice. Okay, Sam. Sam loved it. I uh, love that. Sarah, what about you? What would you think of Undone? I really, really liked watching it. I'm like, <laughs> I,
4: okay. See, so t- typically that
0: means you liked the show if you liked watching it.
4: Yes, but I'm <laughs> still not like... 100% sure what my feelings of it are like that, that's what I'm trying to be careful with here like I really liked it and I think everyone should watch it like I really do think that but I completely understand like takes like Alex's where like he didn't like it like I, I get it because mm-hmm, yeah. the show is just so out there and doesn't give you hard answers on a lot of things like I don't want to uh, explain why you don't like Alex I'm just talking like for my own ex- like like what I saw um, I'm not saying this is why you didn't like it I'm just saying like there's a lot of stuff also, Alex liked it but yeah but, I mean, like, this is... It's not that this show is complicated, it's just dense. There is a lot here. And if you're not, like, ready for this ride, I can totally see, like, just being left behind by it. Um, but I was on this ride the whole time. It was enjoyable. I was surprised most by, like, just how funny it was and just how good all the characters are. I had a lot of similar experiences to Alex watching this in that um uh, I definitely related to a lot of what the mother was doing specifically, the gaslighting a lot and um, just the way she was acting. But the thing I really enjoyed most is that just all the characters, even when they were clearly like, as a viewer, we're like, this person's not great person. They still, like, it wasn't because people were malicious. It was because people were bad at communication and that's just such a real representation mm-hmm. of how family abuse happens and stuff like that. Like, this, like, this isn't like um, Bojack's mom. This is just a real mom who wants to mm-hmm. do the best for her children, yeah. and she's just never like gone across that gap to reach them in a way that has landed correctly. And she's not a malicious person. I fully believe that she loves her children and wants the best for them, but she's going about it the wrong way, and she doesn't fully understand that, and that's kind of sad and like tragic. And I think this show is just really, really interesting. I really liked it. And to touch on the animation really quick, I do think that the almost uncanny nature of it was on purpose because you're like this show would not have worked in live action just this disconnect between the characters how they're talking to each other and the backgrounds of what's actually happening is like so important to what's happening like you're never sure what's real and you're never sure what's act- like like what you're never sure what's actually happening and that's just such an important part of what's happening in the show and i just love it it's so good like this this art style is not necessarily like It it does get uncanny, but I think it does it in service of the show.
0: Yes. Okay. Nice. Um, Yeah, I I don't blame anyone for having not fully developed thoughts yet, because the show is extremely complicated. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So... I really, really, really love Undone. Um, I think it's, it's incredible. I had high expectations. It was my most anticipated show of the year. And, you know, upon first viewing, it was like complicated experience. I think for a lot of reasons, a lot of people are saying. Um, I still really liked it. I think what stood out to me immediately are the kind of fantasy sequences, the, uh, when the rotoscoping is made more use of. I think those are like the more obviously brilliant parts of the show. Um, kind of like what episode two gets into, which I think is the second best episode of the, t- of the show. Um, just like, uh, the way sequences can move into each other and, um, the, like, when she's in space and stuff, it's, it's just absolutely gorgeous. One of the most vis- visually distinctive shows I've ever seen. Uh, so I think those are like, and I still think those are the best parts, um, are kind of the, the more out there ones, but it's less about it being like trippy or abstract. It's, it's more about like the character work you can accomplish by, melding like memories i think that's when the show is at its best it's when it's doing emotional character work by combining a bunch of memories together this is what episode 5 does um which i think is brilliant uh, alone in this you have me i think it's the standout episode of the show um it just it gets into a lot of different people's memories and experiences um and that's like when the show is at its best episode 5 is also incredibly multicultural and it's the show in general is so diverse um, I was able to rewatch this show this morning. I have a second viewing in and that was an experience. Uh, like, I actually think this show is incredibly rewatchable and I'd highly recommend that because on the second viewing, I kind of rewatch, I, I had a different perspective. So. The biggest like hang up I think on Undone is what other people have said, which is that there's this notion that schizophrenia is not like just mental illness. It's seeing the world in a different like realm. And is that what people viewed it as? Cause I didn't I get that think on like my... so, debatable. Certain, well, okay. Like, okay. Let me, let me. I, so the dad is basically, he basically says that explicitly. It's, that's what his yeah. research <laughs> is about. I'm not saying that's what the show is. Is explicitly saying, but it it poses that question. Um, I think the biggest flaw with the show is the show thinks that is like an intellectually interesting question, and I disagree with that. Um, Like I, I don't really think that's intellect. I think like there are parts of it that are intellectually interesting, and the show does focus on them. Like this notion that. Um, indigenous shamans were might have been treated as schizophrenic in our society, and maybe they really are like just seeing things in a different way. I think that is pretty interesting, and the show does a lot with that. Um, in general, though, like the it's really hard to swallow when, like, uh, when Alma is, uh, probably schizophrenic and and having like thinking that she's seeing things in a different realm, but like the show doesn't have a firm perspective on it. So, like, you can watch the show in a bunch of different ways. I went, I was hung up on this the first viewing. This made me like think it was like you know great in a lot of ways, but with some big caveats. The second feeling I rewatched it from the perspective of like Alma is mentally ill. Like I the whole way through, that's what I was thinking, and like it worked. Like you can watch it that way, yeah. and there's like extreme like m- less than a handful of things that don't, don't make sense. Like most things, you can come up with an explanation for. Yeah. It, in that she is is mentally ill, and. Uh, that was like a much better viewing experience for me. And I bet you can watch this show and think that like, she's like has superpowers and it would also be like, it would totally work. That's, and that, that's like really interesting. Like, I think, I think this show is obviously intentionally, uh, vague with its ending. Like it's, it's, it has an open-ended ending and it invites different perspectives on viewing. And that's intentional by it's like subject matter and what it's getting into. It works with the nonlinearness. Um, I, I love that about it. I'm, probably going to rewatch it a third time a fourth time like I think this is this is going to hold up as like very uh, it's an experience a really interesting th- thing to watch from different perspectives and uh, just uh, it 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 is really unique that's um, really
4: interesting because like my first watch through like I was definitely watching the whole time thinking is she mentally ill or is this real and like I thought that was like the core like thing of the entire season like I thought that was like the final thing asked in the final episode like they ask, like the show poses to you to to think like
0: is this real? Like, did she- That's the actually... main question of the season. I agree with that.
4: Yeah, and I, and I think I watched the whole time thinking, like, I think she's mentally ill. And I think that just colored the way I liked it or not. Like, I thought it was
0: just great from that mm-hmm. perspective. I think it inter- works better from that perspective, personally. Yeah. But I'm also biased against the notion that, like- you yeah, know, like schizophrenia is like seeing things from different worlds Well, you know?
2: see. And, and I, I think that that's where the disconnect is happening. Because I, I did watch this from the idea of okay, so this is like some power she's unlocking and people outside are viewing this as mental illness when it's not like that's the way that that I watched it. And I did do do a rewatch. And there's still like enough things to tell me that, okay, this isn't a fully mental illness. Like I can't buy it. They didn't do enough for me to buy into the alternate interpretation. I know that's like trying to get there, but there's just, there's just too much stuff for me to say like, okay, like you can view this from two different lenses and it still works. So I think that that's where my, um, my, my, um, uh, hesitance comes from, from the fact that I can't see this as actually being, interpreted as mental illness but rather using mental illness almost as like a facade or as a trick to like uh, to hide the fact to like do in the show use it as to hide that this is actually a power
4: but i think that's valid but i think the thing is that for me when i'm watching like everything that anytime anything anytime we're in alma's perspective like you just can't trust anything that's happening. Even what, even what, like people that you think are "quote unquote" real are saying. Like, there's no point where we can like say like like I think one of the few times that like you're, like, you're supposed to be like, oh, she's really doing something. It's when she's talking to that guard and Sam's there, and like Sam's like, wow, how'd you do that? We can't be a hundred percent sure that like like that was a real conversation that happened. Like, how can we be sure? Like, like there's <sighs> so much here. Like that you have to like, and I understand that that's not like a great explanation for you out like you can't read it that way like that's such a big scene but it's like we can't be sure and that's like the problem with deciding what's going on here because we only have Alma's perspective.
0: Yeah, I think that you. There's no way to like read it completely one way or the other, and that's intentional by the show. Like, I think yeah. there's things purposefully there for both sides of this reading, mm-hmm. which um, like it wants to be vague. Like, it, it wants mm-hmm. to have things that it doesn't like. So, I think that's the episode six is the one time when you don't see things from Alma's perspective. Uh, that's that that episode's all about. Uh, I think it's like a great episode. That's the only episode where the dad's not in because uh, like we're not seeing it through her perspective. Yeah. We're not seeing the dad and we're seeing a bunch of other people see how they're seeing her. And that guard scene is really interesting. I mean, I think we shouldn't get too hung up on it. But the only thing that like really isn't explained, I feel like is how she knows the name. But it could have been written on one of the sticky notes. Like, I think you can come up with explanation and have that be real. Um, You know, she's just like intuiting stuff and the obviously well, there pictures.
1: There's another moment when she confronts her mom at the end. She's like, I knew you yes, were the to that, that, that this broke is into one the one thing and that her doesn't make sense. It. Yeah, this is
0: the one thing that can't be explained, I yes. think.
1: I mean, it can be explained. Again, it could just be, oh, she she's assuming that that's what happened and she happened to be right. Right. She
0: she intuited it or she investigated but, it off-screen and we didn't see yeah. it. Like like there it's it's just the, there's no on-screen explanation at least, but like that's the distinctive moment for the yeah. Yeah, like, because what this could be is that she's actually
4: investigating real life and, like, she's, like, reading papers and, like, her schizophrenia is, like, making it Mm. real. Like, it's making it, like, she's envisioning herself, like, actually in the night, essentially, as she's reading through her dad's papers. Because we don't see her looking at the stuff from the attic as much later in the season. But I think I assumed that she was still reading it and, like, that a lot of the information she's learning is actually learned from the papers and her mind is creating these scenes for
0: her as she's reading through them. The most interesting thing I noticed from this uh, this viewpoint, the second viewing of like everything is Alma making stuff up in her head, um, is that at least the first few times when she sees her dad, the vision of her dad is based on... A memory or something she saw of him. Like, so the first yes. time she sees her dad, she, he appears in the road smoking. That was after he saw the, she saw the picture of him oh, no. smoking early yeah. in the episode. So mm-hmm. she's creating it based on that. The second time in the second episode, she sees him, he's reading a newspaper after she remembers him sitting reading a newspaper in that like Halloween or in that memory before Halloween. Um, the show is like intentionally doing stuff like that. Uh, in order to like make you question if uh, and so then it kind of takes off from there I guess in her head but like I think this is totally a valid reading of the show that's intended like for this to be one of the possible readings but also I think you they want you to have the the possibility of reading it as she really is un- unlocking this uh this yeah. different perspective and going through non-linear time and stuff like that and I think that's also really uh, an in- so the point being the in- the show's intention I think is to support both viewpoints I'm pretty confident in that
4: Yeah, and I think, like, specifically, like, episode, what is it, episodes two and, like, three become kind of really hard to process if it isn't meant, if it isn't, if it is mental illness, because, like, you do see, she does process things that are way, like, out in, like, different orders that don't really make sense otherwise.
0: Right, and it's, it's, at times, we're stuck in Alma's perspective are are difficult. Also, in, you know, in episode five, she's seeing Sam's memories. um, Yeah. It's like, how is that happening? Well, you know, she, Sam told her earlier, and she's just thinking about yeah. it right you know so like i just think it's possible
4: that sam told her these things yeah like, I, like, I, that's it, my reading on it yeah because like if you're if like i know i I, haven't, I didn't live with cade when when he was like a kid but i know a lot about his, his childhood like i think that's pretty normal yeah
0: yeah and i and I think it fits with like we have false memories of things that like par- our parents told us from like when we were two or something, and we remember them happening, but we didn't really remember them. We just remember like someone telling us about them. I think that you could show could be an interesting memory things and stuff like that Sam what how about you what what like kind of were you viewing it as as the show went on, and what do you think of this idea that the show is like inviting different ways you can view it?
3: I don't know. I was a fan of the ambiguity mm-hmm. of like, oh, is this just, like, the schizophrenia, is it, like, actually happening? I was a big fan of that. And, honestly, I I only watched it once, that was that's only had time where... Yeah, I mean, it's but the day um, after it came out, but yeah. Yeah, but uh, I kind of was viewing it as a puzzle piece, you know, where it's like, oh, I want to figure out what's happening here, and the show didn't really answer that, and I was okay. You know, it can be this kind of unclear unknown sort of thing but you know the emotions and the i guess effect of what's happening still hits like my heart you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so for me that sort of thing like oh can i read it one way can i read it another like it doesn't matter which personally because what matters is how alma feels and what happened That Halloween night. And, you know, whether it be her investigating or whether it be her going back in time and seeing it, she figured it out. And, you know, it could be false memories, could be this, that, and the other. And I think that's kind of like a great commentary on life in general. Because, you know, you keep living and then you keep adding days onto your memory and then you just can't remember stuff like you used to. So maybe you do construct like a different sort of reaction to, I don't know, your dad dying or how you felt this, that, and the other when you were a kid. And I, don't, I really like that aspect of it. I like that it didn't give me all the answers to what was going on. And honestly, I think it's like the first time I've really felt that way about a piece of media mm. where I liked kind of being in the dark because it made me feel like I was where Alma is like I was like with the show the entire time I wasn't just like a rando watching this you know what I mean
0: yeah, so you like the ambiguity because it tapped into Alma's perspective and what she was going through. Yeah, right? I think it's really interesting. Yeah. yeah, I mean she is such a strong character. Um, I'll get to her in a second. But w- one thing I think is interesting if you view it as uh, just mental illness for Alma, like uh, yes, she figures out mom uh, got is broken to the uh, the lab. Uh, she, the, this twist at the end with the uh, the dad didn't wasn't actually killed. He killed himself and his assistant slash. Um, I I think he was having an affair with her. Um, but uh, I, th- I think there's one scene that makes that apparent. But uh, that could be. That That could be constructed. Um, There's no there's no evidence that uh, the dad actually did that. Like that was just her remembering it. So if it was all fake, then that might not be true. I think no character really confirms that.
1: I think we're getting a little hung up on this aspect of the show. I think that's why Sam enjoys it and i I kind of feel Sam's perspective on that because I feel like the the schizophrenia question of it is that what it is or is it a superpower? Or is it both and what's real? that's that is like the the means through which like everything else happens. but at the core, I'd say it's more about like Alma is at this this crossroads in her life she she doesn't want to commit to her partner sam she doesn't have a super great relationship with her sister becca and she has a lot of conflict with her mom camilla and she has these lingering memories of a father who seemed great to her because he he stuck up for her a lot and like she's just like not in a great place in life So I feel like the fact that her her schizophrenia systems start manifesting and she's like potentially like changing keys and different time zones like that's all great. But I feel like the reason it doesn't matter if we know the answer to that is because like the real question at the heart of this series is not like answering that it's figuring out like is alma gonna move like closer to her family and start picking up some of those broken pieces and like understanding them better and having them try to understand her better knowing that she has a severe mental illness or is she gonna push them farther away and i feel like that question of is she going to get closer or farther away from them as a result of this mental illness is, like, the real question of the show. And, like, the ending seems to be relatively uplifting on that point, like, with her Mm -hmm. mom calling her sister, her meeting her in the desert, being like, we're going to drive back together. So I feel like that is, like, ultimately, like, the thing I wanted answered, the thing that I care about, the thing that feels really real in the whole show. And that's what I got. And so, like, I I really don't care if the other stuff gets answered because I don't think that's the point.
0: Yeah. I
1: I don't think that's the point of the show, guys. Okay, I
0: I think that is a valid perspective, and I agree that's kind of the... well okay i like it's the emotional core i definitely think like Raphael and kate would love the discussion we're having about whether this is like this is totally what they're intending is like was it real was it that like i like like that is this is a big about, like,
1: what is it real i mean no i
0: think it like it like it you're right that it's like the characters aspect of the show is about what you're saying but also there's this is just a, such a huge part of the show like I... It, it, this is like like a big thing of what it's about like this the question hang the plot question hanging I, over the season like but again the real? reason
1: we care about that is what it means when she like makes a different decision with the character that, right. i think they're they're both the important
0: show. you know the, the oh, emotional yeah. stuff is important and the stuff is right. important they're to both the show important,
1: but i wouldn't think that they're equally important i i think, I think that really i think from the show's perspective idea. they're
0: equally important but you know you're so. you're right that we shouldn't get too hung up on uh the, this question there are other aspects of the show to talk about but
4: i know. mean i think this is interesting because like when. I first finished the show like I just like like the screen went black and like the show is over and we have the sun coming up right after the sun comes up over Alma's face like I remember like the show ended and I literally had no idea like it was completely ambiguous what happened and I remember in my head thinking like I don't care what the yeah, like exactly. I don't care and it was such like a weird reaction to the show but it wasn't bad like I didn't care whether it was real or not and I think that emotion is really like what It feels like that's what they were going for, just not caring what's real. Yeah. Like, I I see what Michelle's saying because it's not, it's not, it's less about like not, it doesn't matter what it's real or not. It's that Alma. She's going to be okay. Alma had had this
1: experience.
4: Yeah. Experience. And whether it was real or not, she did X things and she went through this formative moment mm-hmm. and yes there could have been some magic involved and i'm not 100 sold one way or the other and now i'm at this point like 24 hours later where i'm just like digging into it and that's why i'm interested whether it's real or not but like in that moment as it ended which was like almost this like um like just this like moment where i like l- like just did not care like it just felt so good and interesting and different. I've never felt that way about a show just like not wanting more answers and just caring about that like expression she had on her face. Like it's so different from other shows.
0: Yeah. I think the show is definitely intending the ambiguity. I think like that's like a a big and it's, I don't, yeah, I don't think it's like wants you to end and like think like, Oh no, I want it. You know, I don't know. Yeah. I think that's, it is interesting. Um, yeah so we could uh we could talk more about the uh the mental and i mean how about sam how about how the show handles mental illness not just from the perspective of like um you know how w- what's happening to alma um but like that and then also like her family history with it the twist that her dad uh got diagnosed with schizophrenia um do you do you think that like it's interesting that like this is potentially a representation of mental illness this this like abstract um visuals the type of thing that we get how do you how do you think uh all this happens in the show
3: i mean i think societally i would count it as a representation because you know how ha- you have her mom just like waving her pills in her face
0: yeah. and then there's the whole episode when she goes to therapy and gets a pres- her mom forces the prescription to be filled yeah
3: yeah i think i don't know I liked it. I think it's it, it's it's hard to think about because, you know, I don't directly have schizophrenia, so I can't one to one relate to it. But I can one to one relate to being like, oh, this is bullshit. I'm not mentally ill. Uh, you know, why do I have to take pills? Why do I have to do this, that, and the other? When society is like, blah, 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 like we can go on and on about that. Um, and on that, I think it succeeded in portraying. Not somebody in denial, but somebody who doesn't think that there's anything wrong with them. Yeah. And, you know, and, you know, she hurts other people and it sucks. And, you know, she fucks up her sister's wedding. we that one time. Yeah. Uh, and she breaks up with her boyfriend, but the boyfriend doesn't remember. And he is like an asshole about it. And he doesn't. Never mind. You know what I mean? But, um, I don't know. It's just, I thought it was good. I thought it was more real than a lot of other portrayals, I would hmm. say. Not not that there's been that many. You know, if you go and look for movies about mental illness or shows about mental illness, it's like... <sighs>
2: Um, saying, well sam can i like compare this to russian doll kind of because yeah. that's like a similar show yeah. where, it, where it's like the, the the characters have some kind of power but like the other characters are interpreting it as mental illness and so the show is kind of dealing with like how uh the main character uh comes to terms with that and like how other people are seeing her issues right
3: yeah yeah, I, I would agree that the show and Russian Doll are kind of similar. But I think Russian Doll is less ambiguous. Right. It's more solid. Like, oh, this is the same day happening over and over again. Because you know we have, uh, what's his face? Not Charlie. Is that his name? That's his actor's name. Whatever the, the dude's name is, Russian <laughs> Doll.
1: Yeah, because yeah. we
3: have him also experiencing the same thing. Um, so I feel like they're different in that regard. Uh, But, yeah, I do agree that there is that similar thing of, oh, you know, we see a different side because we're following this character and we know what they're going through. If we saw them on the outside, we'd be like, oh, I think maybe this person needs some help. But I don't know. I liked it. (laughs) Okay. Is <laughs> at, at at the end of this whole ramble that I've gone through the past three minutes, I like the portrayal of oh, is this mental illness? Is this not? Hey, you should take your pills. I'm gonna call your boyfriend behind your back because you're acting crazy at work. But I like that because, like, every moment, like she does something that could be mental
4: illness, we take a step back and like a character comments yeah. on it. Like because like when she has that therapy meeting, like, it, that therapy appointment, like it's really important because it happens at the same time she gets that blackjack game and the show says, hey, this could just be her like trying to distract herself from trauma. And like that's like they do that in some way for every single thing she does. And I think that's just so good that the show is just like, hey, this is OK what she's doing. She's just trying to cope like this could from from the other people's perspective. Like I think that's great
0: um something i feel like the show is at the very least really bold with its interpretation of a lot of mental illness things or its perspective on it because it like dares to question i think our society's status quo on how we view mental illness i think like at the very least it's like pretty i would say it's like extremely bold uh that it dares pose the question that schizophrenia is like maybe something more than we think it like that that seems like out there bold um, and I like, like it's, and, and I think it almost, it, it at least convinces you that it's a, co- a question that maybe should be asked considering it's like, how about these other cultures that treated it in different ways? You know, how does that, how should that influence us? And I think that's really interesting, but you know, like the fact that it like, it definitely breaks free of, uh, kind of how we typically view mental illness. And that is very interesting. Yeah.
3: I completely agree with that. And that it's so refreshing yeah to have this. And I, I just, like it so much, it's just deep in my heart. Like I feel Aww. it.
0: <laughs> that's good. um Sam, so with that, I, I think my next question for everyone is going to be taking a step back. Like, what's your favorite aspect of the show? Would you say that is it's its a view of mental illness?
3: Yeah, I mean <laughs> Alma, just her in general. <laughs> I Alma,
0: her. That's also a an pilot answer. But
3: yes, I mean typical Sam. So Sam things that will make me watch whatever media it is. Uh, mental health problems issues addressing etc gay shit
0: yeah there's no there's <laughs> yeah, no gay shit yeah, in
3: that show, order. Though. yeah well gay shit first and then mental health it, it switches this is a
0: rare show that sam loves that does not have any gay shit in it so yeah
3: yeah that that that's true but yeah i i really enjoyed that aspect of it and like i enjoy thinking about it a lot it just makes me uh, makes me salivate with excitement
0: Okay. That's interesting. Uh, Michelle, how about you? What, what's what's a-, a character episode moment or t- aspect of the show that you really loved?
1: Um, the way our perspective of characters evolved when Alma was able to like either in- infer or literally see based on what's really happening. I don't know, but especially the characters like, you know, Sam or her mother, like I feel like getting more information on them does so much to how you read initial moments that you might react to very strongly and very negatively um and have that kind of shift when you're given this other side to it. And just like the fact that, again, like they're all they're all just like so painfully human in their faults, um which is a big part of, I think, what makes it feel so real and grounded and relatable. Um, so that's like just like the the characterization and in, in the way that we get information in in nuggets and how it changes everything. Like even her dad, like our perspective of Jacob shifting steadily throughout the whole show. I think is like it's really important for Alma, but it's also like really interesting to see as a viewer. And I feel like oh, it's all just so good. So like the character stuff for me was my favorite part. Nice,
0: uh, Alex. How about you? A favorite part of Undone.
2: Uh, I think Alma herself is just a very, a very strong, charming character. Of um, like, uh, her interactions with her boyfriend are usually pretty fun, but also can get pretty raw. Um, the times that she just talks back and forth with her dad that aren't like expositional scenes are pretty good because they're like much needed pockets of humor in this kind of dense show. So, like, I, I appreciated when we got the chance to just uh, have them back and forth. So, uh, and also, like, the, the tense moments that she gets to have with her mom, like, are just very, very relatable. So just uh, Alma, in general, is a very, very, very strong uh, character. And she's got enough going on on her own that, like, I can totally see, like, uh, a situation where you'd love this show just for her and nothing else. Like, I think that's possible. Yeah, I think she's definitely a really strong character. Uh, Sarah, how about you? A favorite aspect of Um,
4: her, um... I touched a little bit earlier, and that is the fact that these characters are not, like, unredeemable, like, Mm -hmm. monsters. Like, I think that, like, BoJack is a great show, but one of the nitpicks I have with it is that, like, the people that are bad are, like, almost unredeemable, or they do things that are so, like, inseparable from, like, this is so bad, like, I can't see them as, like someone I have to deal with in a regular day. But these people, these are people that I've had to deal with my entire life. Like maybe some of them are family members, some of them are friends or people that I used to call friends, people I've been with. And it's such a realistic example of how we can be mean to each other without actively trying to be mean to each other. And it's such a, I think, it's important, I think, from that perspective. Because like, I don't remember seeing a show like this, like where just... Everybody is not really doing things from, I think, a malicious place. They're really just all trying to be nice to each other. It's just they're all communicating really, really badly. They just can't do it. And that said, and with me saying that, I hate a lot of these characters. And with that said, I still can see that they're not trying to be mean, unlike a lot of people in some other shows who I see as unredeemable and I hate. And I think this is just really important. I I like this a lot. I like these Characters being really interesting in that way.
0: Yeah, I love that. I think that's a great point. I and I do think the characters here are more like maybe nuanced tonally than BoJack. I, I think BoJack's mom is like a very realistic portrayal, though, of like a person. But um, it's like
1: ramped like, up to like eleven. Yeah, yeah. Like, and it's these like, people it's like really are
0: slightly aren't. ramped up. Uh, like it, it, there's it, it, there's, it's, there's it's, some it's people like ramped, ramped that. up. There's the some the people. She's
4: ramped up, but she's everything she says is mean. But this mom, like she does the right thing sometimes she you she clearly has these moments of nice tension i think, nice. the, yeah, she, she, I she think she's done a lot Let's- talk oh. about
0: camilla well actually. no can, but, okay well we can, <laughs> yeah, I, no, she's not gonna be should, the top of I our list i mean but
1: she's got a lot going on and i i do agree okay that'll that lead into one
0: character. of my things on the but i still have to go on my favorite thing uh, <laughs> I, the, can totally the, I, totally I can talk about out. that i uh but yeah okay i'll save it for a second but yeah i think that, i think that's a, every, everyone here like is deeply flawed uh but still sympathetic i would say like and that's uh it's really interesting um mm. here's some deeply conca- flawed characters in terms of my favorite things but uh in general the flashbacks um but I'll rattle off a few things here. Uh, hot take, uh, Alma and Sam in episode five. I love them. They're so cute in this yeah. episode. I don't think uh, so. The, 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 the nuanced portrayal of the two of them is incredible. Like you, You're so anti-Sam, and then it comes in with yeah. like sympathizing flashbacks for his past, and then you see how awesome Alma and him could be together and how they met. Um, I just love that aspect of the show. Um the, it's so hard to hate their relationship after it. I, it's so yeah, you come in like I hate it, I'm done, and then you're like, Oh, how do I hate it, right? Like it's impossible. Yeah. But but it's still Sam is so horrible. He did He's, such a horrible he, thing. Sam definitely does one horrible thing. Yeah. It's uh Alma also I would say like you're you're like the characters are never malicious. I think Alma's like pretty malicious in episode one with her sister. Um, but uh she's also extremely sympathetic for other parts of the show. Um the, the random thing, the show's use of of San Antonio as a setting. I really love that. Um, I think that's really distinctive. I've not, don't think I've seen a show set in San Antonio before, and I think. It's
3: well, I, of, I
0: was, I was gonna say it's not enough
2: San Antonio. There's like, there's like two scenes of the Riverwalk. I, like river, yeah, I, I love the Riverwalk,
0: scene, scenes, and that's yeah. pretty much it. That was <laughs> enough for me. That's the two things I know about San Antonio: is the
2: Riverwalk and the Alamo.
0: Wow. You know? oh, oh my god, god. <laughs> the Alamo thing. Oh my I think congrats. culturally, like I think culturally, like that's yeah. Uh, well,
2: just... Overall, yeah. I'm just saying San Antonio specifically. I wouldn't say gets as much of a spotlight as it should. Okay, mm-hmm. so like culturally, the the that's. How that diverse the show is,
0: you know, you get mm-hmm. uh, the, the the Latina main characters and then the uh, indigenous uh, influence in the area as well. Um, and I think that's, like, really incredible. Um, Alma being deaf. Uh, that This is an aspect of the show. I oh, yeah. Of, and how revealed throughout that. it. Yeah. In episode five, I think we uh, get a lot of this as well. And one of my favorite scenes of the show is when um, she's discussing with uh, her mom and dad whether she should get the uh, the implant. Um, and she, like, gets pieces of the conversation. Um, and it's also just this discussion of, like, cultures and uh, how the mom and dad's cultures differ. And there's this one part I picked up on... on- in, uh, second viewing where, uh, the mom, mom's like, I want to be able to, to talk to her. Cause I guess like only, the only the dad learned sign language. Um, uh, that explained a lot for me about the mom, honestly, and her relationship with Alma is that she wasn't able to talk with her for like her, half of her childhood. Yeah. Um, that like really clicked some things into place for me. But, I mean, that's a choice she made. Like, I think that's, mm-hmm. like, a,
4: you need to, like, no, acknowledge that, that she made the choice not to learn. Like, that's...
0: You know, and then she counters to the dad, why'd you never learn Spanish, you know? So this is, uh, I think I, I think it's a discussion the show is but the
4: thing, But the thing is, like, I, I think the... And that's a discussion, but this is my problem with the situation, is that this is a power... Like, there's not a... There's a power dynamic here. It, it's not fair for Camilla to say that, like... Um, there's not communication between her and her daughter when her daughter literally can't talk back and she's a child. Like, she's a child and this is her mom who has full reign of her life. And whether that's good or bad, and her mom didn't take the effort to talk to her.
0: Yeah, so like, she's not she's not blaming Alma in this moment. She's saying, like, I want her, this is why I'm pushing her to get the implant so much is so I can... I can but I
4: think, I, I'm her. not saying she's blaming her, but I think the conscious decision to not learn... Um, sign language is a bad one. Like, I'm saying, like, there's a difference between two adults, like, between one of the adults not learning Spanish. Like, if if you had a second language, Dylan, there's a difference between me not learning that language, and me seeing me having a child and not learning the way to communicate with them. That's just, like, such a different decision, I think. Like, I think she's equivocating. Yeah, I, I see what you're
0: saying. I think it's fair. I think you're judging a lot based on, without information. Um, I mean, I'm Maybe she tried and she couldn't do it, you know? Like maybe but I mean, so like...
1: We, it, with I, how we see, though, we can only judge based uh, on what we see from the show, right? I mean...
4: I, I, my point here, Dylan, is that later in the show, she talks about how hard it is to communicate with her daughter and that she never acknowledges that part of that problem is with her. She always mm-hmm. says it's
0: either yeah. us and then, or... Yeah, and that makes sense for the mom character, right? Like, this is a constant uh, mom problem,
4: but, I think. Yeah, and, yeah. And I know, and I'm, but I'm just saying, like, this ties into it. She's not making the effort. And I'm going to say I'm biased and let this yeah. go. Yeah, so
0: we can talk about her. So you you guys, are, you and Alex seem uh, pretty anti, uh, anti-mom. And uh, I found her to be one of the more sympathetic characters on the show. While I think everyone was deeply flawed, I think she's... Fair. I I found her to be vindicated by the end of the show, in which case, in which like. Um, you, we learn how terrible the dad was. Uh, I think that I don't think a that lot.
1: vindicates her, but I do think it. It just it shows explains, that right? the like aspect it. that she tried really hard, and other aspects where she probably didn't try as hard as she should have.
0: Yeah, I, mean, I think it, yeah, like, so she's Sarah... certainly deeply fucked. Explaining the ending of the show and how that influenced, though, you know. So we learned we learned what the dad was was doing and how she uh, she took action to to get Alma away from that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, we learned that uh, he was schizophrenic and how that and how that must have affected her and then we learned that that's why she's like pushing this so much on Alma and like maybe she's like justified in like having Alma seek medication I think like kind of her pursuit of mental health treatment for Alma um is makes a lot of sense at the end um and clearly she has like questionable actions throughout the show but I do think the finale like takes large steps to uh, humanize her even more
1: I mean, it does humanize her. I don't know if I would say her pushing medication on her adult 28-year-old daughter is justified, but she she's a mom, and and I mean I can relate to like moms thinking, like, well, I'll never not be your mom, and I'll always like have this unspoken seniority over your life choices. I think it's it's really interesting that Sarah brought up that. Camilla never learns, um, sign language. Cause like, I do think, yeah, that that's like a literal way to not be able to communicate with your kid who is deaf and can't just speak Spanish or English. Like that's the one way they can talk. Like that is a choice she made, but also the fact that she so painstakingly tried to preserve this positive memory of like her husband who like was experimenting on his daughter legally, hooking up with some student, like murdered himself and this person. Like she- She didn't know that. I I, I, I think that's for Alma's benefit. Yeah, but like she, who was like schizophrenic. Like, I think it is, again, like there are a lot of things about Kim I don't agree with. And I I think actively hurt her relationship to the rest of her family. But there are other moments where she obviously tried very hard to make things easier for her kids, Mm. at least in terms of the things she wouldn't acknowledge happened because it felt like she was protecting them. And I do think like the, the feeling of like in the initial episodes of like, Oh, she keeps like butting it and telling her what to do when she discovers like the schizophrenia and and reading really adamant about the pills. Like it does feel like a huge violation. And it kind of is that she's like literally stealing like prescription notes out of her adult daughter's purse and buying the pills. But then again, like I think it, it gives a lot of, clarity once you find out that the father also had schizophrenia and like in a way may have contributed to his suicide so like it's it's very understandable why she'd be so concerned and be like more aggressively trying to stop that from happening with her child when she's seen the results of it with a different person yeah but again like i i really think like while that does humanize her and it does make part of her actions really like it be- better in air quotes. There are other things that just like kind of suck. But again, like that's what I like about like none. None of these characters are great characters. Not even the sister. Not even Becca. Because Becca. <laughs> okay. The thing is, like, we'll get to Becca. Becca. We'll like, get to like, Becca. I mean, like, uh, like, we'll get to not Becca. Just saying, like on this sort of like no one being untouchable. Like Becca cheats on her fiance, and then she kind of tries to blame Alma for that. Alma definitely kind of like. Pushed it to be a thing, but she also like was picked up on body language that her sister was clearly into this bartender and gave her a nudge. Becca went for it on of her own free will. It's just such a
4: different dynamic though because they're sisters, not mother. Okay, let's let's get
0: let's let's get to Becca in a second. Let's finish up Camilla here. Um,
4: I have more
0: to say about the but like. Yeah, let me, let me, let me, uh, I'm gonna throw yeah. it to you, you and Alex in a second, but, um, yeah, yes, to a lot of the, have the finale effect stuff that Michelle said. Um, I, I, first of all, I think like, uh, the dad's schizophrenia, if, if he did, you know, like kill himself so it and his assistant, like it. I think that definitely was the reason why. Um, but that's my perspective on things. Um, also, I, th- like, I think normally, you know, obviously it's incredibly invasive if a mom is like filling a prescription for her adult daughter and like pushing her so much. I, it's justified if she has schizophrenia like i think she needs to be i i like agree with her actions honestly in terms of like getting her treatment like this is such a serious men- illness um so i like and that's like uh, the show is like questioning you know the effect of it but i think like she represents the societal viewpoint of of this mental illness and like i think like from that perspective like you totally understand what she's doing especially given the fact that uh her husband uh t- com- was taken away from her because of this um so I like uh, and OK, how about Sarah or Alex, How wh- wh- in terms of some of the humanizing things of Camilla, what do you think of that?
4: I already talked a little. I, 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 Alex, did you have something?
2: Um, OK, so <laughs> yeah, Ka- Camilla is the I think that uh, you guys have talked about how she's you can justify her actions which to me, in a way, almost makes it more insidious the way she's acting towards Alma. The fact that from the outside, you can say like, oh, well, she's doing motherly things. But as, at a personal level, like someone pretending to come to your house, you're like, oh, let's have cookies and tea. Yeah. And, like, and like, and then like sneaking into your stuff, violating your privacy to to do that is something that I have had to happen to me many times over. And so that is a very, very ugly thing that uh, um, authority figures um, will do to exert their power over you. So like, I I do not, uh, I, like I get that you can justify it with the she's going through mental illness, but at the same time, it just feels very disgusting for someone to, to act in that way. And la- later on, like we mentioned with, with the finale of uh, her, like uh, we get this added perspective that the that the dad potentially also had this uh, this same uh, thing that uh, they believe Alma has, and well, I I get that, but like there's just some weird thing with like how uh, uh, how Camilla is portrayed throughout the series. It just it's it's very reminiscent of a mother who only wants the status quo who wants to keep things as simple and easy as possible and will mess with their children's lives in order to keep things as close as possible so like even if it wasn't mental illness if Alma was just doing uh, was just having a different life i get the sense that camilla would act in exactly the same way which to me like and that's pro- that's probably a an assumption too far, perhaps on my part, but at the same time, like I, uh, it just makes there's not enough here that says like this is specifically because of mental illness. Like to me, this feels like this is just how the the mothering aspect that she has and also the the idea of keeping her keeping dad as vague as possible for her that's also an exerting of power like being like okay look i'm the only parent here that you need to know about and pay attention to that is the past you don't need to worry about that and so i will hide as much information as possible to make things as simple for me to be the 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 mother figure in this family so just the, the there's a lot of stuff in this show that's, uh, well, from, I, I get that, like, from, from the outside, like, you can say, okay, well, th- this is a mother doing motherly things and trying to protect their, their daughter. But uh, to me, it, it definitely gives off a very, very bad taste in my mouth, a lot of the actions that she takes. And so that's part of why the ending doesn't feel uplifting to me, because it just feels like she is, Alma is going back to this very toxic family relationship and one that, that hasn't really changed that much from where it started. That's
0: an really interesting about
1: question, that question. Do you think her relationship with Becca by the end of the show is toxic?
0: let's get into like, becca in a second yeah, yeah. So that's a okay. tough
4: question because i have an opinion on that too based on what yeah yeah okay i
0: i love what alex had to say about kind of the invasiveness of camilla in alma's life and um i think that was a valid question like would camilla be doing similar things even if she wasn't oh you know, yeah 100%. severely mentally i think that was a great yeah. question a great point um and i agree with you like the time when she shows up to the house like she is super invasive in unnecessary ways and like what i'm saying like she should be like me- in mental like health treatment wise she should be like Pushing her to take pills and to go to therapy. Like, normally, no, but it went into this severe illness. Nope. Yes. Like, I think, I think, like, that doesn't include all these other things that she's doing too, right? Like, uh, and so here's something else that stuck out, stood out to me was, uh, like, she, she wants to get, uh, Alma, young Alma to get the, the implant to, uh, communicate with her, understandable, but she also wants her to go to the normal school and not go to deaf school. So she's trying to, like, could make her lead a more traditional life and it's not just for her like benefit as like uh in family communication or to Alma's benefit it's also she just wants like a normal child and i think like that's yeah. kind of disruptive yeah. too yeah I but, um, but,
2: but there, there's also a scene uh, related to this where, where uh, she talks to the priest right and it's like the priest will be like, okay I'll, I'll support you on this i'll help you uh, get get her to take medicine but as soon as the priest like figures out like okay i need to respect this person's boundaries Mom is like, Oh, okay. You're against me. And like, it's just the, the the quickness with which she like, as soon as someone doesn't support her point of view, she's like, okay, you're no, you're of no use to me. And that's another
4: point of view that I'm used to as well.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's a great point about that scene with the priest. Um, uh, also, even perfect Tyler Posey priest uh, is a kind of a flawed character in that, like, once such.
3: Oh my well, God, he <laughs> was like a character for two episodes. I know, but like, so even <laughs> even with him
0: being in two episodes, like after the, uh he leads like, okay, don't push. He's like, and uh, Camille's like, oh, she's hearing voices, and uh, Tyler is like, in a way, aren't I hearing voices from God too? And it's like he's wow. just completely terrible about mental so mental deep. illness. Like, no, it's not deep. It's terrible. Like what he's saying. I, uh, I mean, was, he, like, he's it. a terrible
2: he's a terrible priest at least. Like, I think to I hear. I think he's a,
0: good, he's a good priest in terms of trying to build in a diverse perspective to his teachings, and uh, but even if it, you could say it's fake, but, uh, you know, I think that was, like, kind of the implication. But, yeah, like, even, even the super side characters get, like, these deeply flawed pers- perspectives. By I the just, show. sorry, sorry I keep
4: crying out. I just really want to say one more thing about Camilla. I'm sorry. Because yes. everything Alex said was true. And I just want to, again, say before I get into this, that, like, I am heavily biased because I've had a ton of conversations that match this. These conversations very, very scarily closely in term with my own mother, and so it becomes very. So here's the thing, because we're seeing a situation here with Camilla where she's right. She is right about this. That that's like that frustrating, right? It's frustrating, and that's frustrating from because she's right. Like she's doing this, and Alma does need help. She does need it. But the thing is, as viewers, we're not seeing every single time Camilla did this when she wasn't. Because I can that's promise true. you, she was doing this even when she wasn't right every single day. And that is that from someone who isn't used to a mother like this. Like, this is Alex, can, Like correct me if I'm wrong. Like, that was my assumption. I'm assuming you assume that as well. Like, she did this all yeah. the time, even when she yeah. wasn't right. Cause, like, that's what they do. That's what she does. Like, that's just her personality. She needs to do this all the time. She needs to make sure she's in control even when she isn't right. And she's definitely doing this. She's definitely making sure that her daughter believes certain things so that the conversations we have are in specific ways. Because the thing that really stuck out to me is when Camilla really wants her daughters to be at the church, not for them, but for her. She wants her daughters there to see her be honored for being such a good member of the church. And that is She wants something from her kids without any strings attached. She wants them to come and for them to not ask her for anything in return. She wants them there. She wants them to respect her. And then as soon as that's over, like she wants that done because she is the mom and she's done so much work. And that's the only reason she wants it. Like she wants to be seen as the mother who's great and her kids are there at church Mm -hmm. with her being respected. And I could go on for a long time, and I won't because I can rant. But this is just—I find it very hard to believe she doesn't do this also when she's clearly in the wrong as well.
0: Yeah, that last thing you said made made a lot of sense. She's like, she's not doing; it. she's doing it for like her image. Which yeah. Really, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think in, in a vacuum, I think it's like fine, like for her to want her. But she's not there for doing it in moment. a vacuum. Um, You know, like, uh, but uh, your point about like, there, it's like, me, even if you like can agree, and I don't think like me saying like, it's justified for her pushing mental health on their daughter. I don't think like that's not up for debate or anything. I, that's just my perspective on it. But even if you accept that she's still doing all these other things. And that's a great point about so many other things off screen, too. Um So yeah, and I and by the way, I think your guys' perspective on Camilla is like, totally the show's intent. Like, I think like, this is absolutely like what this character is supposed to be. <laughs> It, it's um, just everything hard. we discussed—it's like, yeah, like I mean, it's well, yeah, this, this, uh, this type I, of show. I, I, it's like hard, but like uh, you know, like this is it's 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 not necessarily supposed to be purely enjoyable you're supposed to be like flawed right
2: characters and and i'd like to echo something that sarah said in terms of it's frustrating that the show Mm -hmm. if if we read this as this is actually mental illness then it's frustrating that it that episode eight is like oh she was right the whole time and maybe her actions were even more justified than you expected And and yeah and like if if I mean, you're 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 valid if you want to make the assumption that she hasn't been like this her whole life, that's fine. But like if if you're coming at it from from our perspective, it's like, oh, this is terrible.
4: She's <laughs> gonna use this for years. She will yeah. use this in situations where she was right and her daughter was wrong and clearly thinking wrong and hold it over her daughter for years and use this as reason to get into her life when she isn't in isn't right and this will be like the mom will use this as leverage forever and it's not good like that's the way i saw it alex like this is something where the mom is going to have even more control over alma
0: yeah and it's yeah, i think, really I, think that, I think that's valid what you guys are saying for sure i think like the show wouldn't care it doesn't it's not interested in like justified at least from its perspective i feel like it's like yeah the mom does she does she cares she cares I, about her daughters you I, know I but think the show like, is, i think
4: the show is aware of this i really think the yeah. show is
0: aware of it i think I, I i think i mean you guys can describe i feel like it's aware of everything we talked about which yeah, is yeah like i really, think it, really it's, it's
4: just it's just whether you understand like the implications of this because you were through it or not like, like there's implications here that like go deeper for some people
0: like yeah and i, and I nice love song. you guys talking about those yeah yeah question,
1: okay. g- question tangentially related to camilla <laughs> yes, yes couldn't another reason she wants her daughters to come to church with her for the candle thing but also like in general go to church is because like everyone we've seen at the church except for maybe the priest if i'm not mistaken were non-white people and like could there be like a cultural aspect oh, of definitely. wanting to like I feel like especially with um Becca marrying this like southern white guy and like her her fiance's mom is like clearly very racist and <laughs> says the wedding's like unconventional and all these like terribly obviously bad things like I think there's a a fear that like her kids are just like moving away from her culture and and that's
2: another another control of power there (laughs) like i need to keep these people in the same uh, like uh, sphere that i've always kept them this is the routine this is what we always do together and this is the pattern that we need to keep
1: right but i'm just saying like, like i can understand like a certain amount of like sadness or just like I don't know, just like a feeling of loss that like and you hold on to a culture so strongly and then your kids just like move away from it entirely. And that's valid. Her feelings are valid. Right. Like it's valid but she it's not, acts it's, on it's, them in a really bad way. It does mm-hmm. not absolve her. But I feel like that's that's another layer of this too. And, and I think that's what Alex
4: and I are saying. I don't think we're saying Camilla's malicious. I don't think you're saying that, Alex. I think mm-hmm. we're just saying like the, the way she acts on these feelings is horrible and problematic and really bad for Alma. I think there's an argument there of whether she's doing it consciously or not. Like, sometimes she's— Well,
2: I, I, I wouldn't say she's doing it consciously. Yeah. I think that's just kind of the, the culture, the way that many parents are brought up—like, they, they have had their own parents who yeah. act like this. And it's like, okay, well, this is how I was raised. This is how I raised my children. And it's just a very vicious cycle that continues to manifest itself in families across the world. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we can talk about that. That's a good ending. Okay, yeah. Okay, let's 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 move on to uh we can more quickly go through some other characters. Becca, who was mentioned. Um this is one of my other favorite aspects of the show is Becca and Alma's relationship. Um they have two scenes towards the end of the show, one in I think episode seven when they're on the stairs. Um and then the last scene of the show in episode eight, I think those are just gorgeous scenes. Um, what stands out sister, to me about Becca is that she's sister. like, there's great sister relationship. What stands out to me about Becca is she's like the more like societally, um, like conventional one. Like she's the one that's trying to embrace societal conventions, like to a large extent and trying to do what, what's like uh, expected in life and stuff. Um, but like even through all of that, like she's by far the most understanding one of what Alma's going through when mm-hmm. she's talking to her. Um, and like I'm like, wow, I was like really impressed with the way she talks to her in episode eight. Like even though she like probably has the societally conventional perspective of thinking that she's mentally ill she's like trying to like um, give her space to, uh, to, and, and validate like what she thinks is happening in that moment. Um, she's just, she's very like soft with Alma in, in these times. And it seems very understanding that being said, maybe she's also nudging her towards the societal convention as well. She's like, okay, let's go home. Let's get treatment at the end of the, the show. And so I think it's like really interesting how, how she's handling it. At the very least, she does seem at least on the surface to be, uh, one of the most understanding characters to Alma. Sam, what do you think of, of Becca?
3: I like her, you know, she's just one of those girls who comes into your life and you're like, oh, she's nice, but I don't think I want to, like, spend more than an hour
0: with her. She- Becca's not your type of person.
1: Not
3: my type of person. Like, I mean, she's a nice person, but, like, we wouldn't be friends. Yeah. That's how I measure if I like somebody, like a character, if I think we would be friends or not. <laughs> um, But, you know, I think that... You know, while she was not a central character, I think central characters, Alma, Jacob, maybe Sam, etc. And Becca was kind of like on the side. Like, oh, I'm getting married and uh, all my wedding shit is just like what's happening in reality. So that's that plot. Um, so she wasn't taking up the limelight, but I liked her a fair amount. I liked just having that anchor and normalcy. In, like it was a great foil to what was happening yeah. with all the surrealist time is an illusion sort of stuff. You know what I mean? Yes. And while, you know, by itself, maybe it would have been more dull and kind of, uh, I don't really want to watch this kind of shit, I I still liked it. You know, it's the same sort of tropes that we're seeing in a lot of shows nowadays. Like, Fleabag has a sort of thing with the sister relationship. Uh, Vita has, like, a sister relationship that's like that, where you know, there is, like, some tension and conflict between the two, but, you know, obviously there are people who love each other and people who bounce off each other really well, and I like that sort of thing. You know, I like Becca when she's with Alma. I like yeah. that sort of thing. I don't think we've seen her outside of the context of Alma, though.
0: Nice. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's like it's her her wedding stuff's very conventional, but it's a great foil to the, the yeah. zaniness that's going on with Alma. It's a great point. <laughs> Michelle, what are your, what are your feelings on Becca?
1: I like Becca. <laughs> yeah i mean i don't know i i was just thinking that it's it's really interesting that like clearly their father's death really impacted the way they both think about relationships and and into like very polar opposite ways of handling that concept because you got alma on one side who's like I'm terrified of commitment. It's all going to go wrong. I'm not the kind of person who can do this. And then you have Becca, who's willing to, who wants the stability of what that promise is supposed to be so badly of marriage that she's willing to marry a guy who's like kind of whatever. And she like honestly doesn't ever seem that super into. Like she's willing to do that just like for stability. So I feel like, the fact that they're they're both like they get each other on that level that they're both grappling with the the outcome of the same thing but to various extents um is really i don't know that's again like one of those like very relatable parts of the show and i will say like i do think becca is one of the kindest people <laughs> to alma they they have their own yeah. situation but i feel like I mean, Becca has that whole talk about how she's like, oh, because like Alma's like, oh, like you were always the perfect when you always got like good grades, you went to college, like you did everything right, you're getting married. And Becca was like, "Excuse you, like you were the one who always had the most attention because, like, yeah, you well, were the well." She was the wild terrible child. in that
0: moment because she was like, uh, "Well, you had your stuff going on with your hearing stuff," and she's like, almost like uh, that wasn't my fault, you know." Like, so. But she...
1: it's like it, it, I don't. I wouldn't say she's awful. It's just like that's that's how siblings can be yeah, sometimes, and and you spend years like having all these feelings and being kind of jealous and like yeah. and selfish, frankly, about how your sibling makes you feel and not necessarily what they're doing and how it's affecting them and it comes out like that so again it's just very relatable but you can tell that they both still really care about each other and the fact that Becca's the one to go out and find her in the desert at the end I feel like is such a good way to say like again I feel like at the beginning of the show Alma is at this crossroads with so many people in her life and by the end of it the one thing that's clear to me is that she has gotten closer to Becca in a, a, a significantly stronger way. And I feel like Becca is trying to understand this unfolding part of what like her, her older sister having schizophrenia means, but she's willing to tackle that with her. And it really could have not gone that way. And I'm really glad that like, this is the outcome we got. Cause like that's the thing with any relationship, right? Like, there are things that lead to things either like drawing you closer and more understanding with somebody or pushing you farther away and it's a very tumultuous game of life kind of thing so like again like we don't know if she reset realities or anything for real but like at the end of the day like her relationship with Becca like is legitimately getting closer than it might have been for a decade or decades, plural. Yeah. And I feel like that's like what makes the ending feel uplifting to me. Like, I don't know how she feels about the mom. I don't know if she can resolve everything with Sam. I feel like at least they seem like, okay, but like her and Becca are going to be in this, this journey together for as yeah. long as it lasts. And like, that's so beautiful to me. I love that.
0: Yeah. I also thought that was really uplifting with the ending. Yeah, I mm-hmm. agree. Uh, Sarah, you said you had Becca thoughts.
4: Yeah. And I'm going to keep them short. Cause yeah, but um, Becca is, uh, <laughs> I like Becca. I think Becca's faults are a lot more easy to accept than her mom's because we don't see Becca's perspective a lot. And I think the important thing to remember is that her mom is also Camilla. And I won't talk about Camilla a lot, Dylan, don't worry. I'm just saying that under the assumption that I have that Alma was emotionally abused by her mom for a lot longer than we see, so was Becca. And even if Becca is agreeing with her mom and doing things like that's a form of abuse, She's she's been conditioned to do these things mm. because her mom approves of them. And so if you notice when Becca's in scenes with Alma and the mom, Becca acts noticeably different, like noticeably more like like similar to the mom. But when they're alone in the desert and like that whole veneer of their parents' opinions of them goes away, they're so much closer to each other. They don't mm. care about that. And I think it really shows just even though we don't see it, their parents have affected them so much. And it really shows that, like, when you strip that away, they grew up together. They're still sisters. But when they're in front of their mom, they feel so much like they need to perform or do specific things. And it's really tragic. And you wish that they could be closer to each other when they're not just alone out in this desert. And it really yeah. hits.
0: That's a great, that's a great point about how they interact differently without the mom around. I love that. Um And I, th- I think I uh, uh, Becca with like uh f- flaws wise is like, uh, okay, in the first episode, you know, she, she sleeps with the bartender, but i uh, um, also instigated the situation. still yeah, Becca's fault, but like yes. she's yeah, and then at the end, then in episode seven, the twist of like, oh, and I slept with someone else too. It's like, oh, wow. Like uh, I thought she was actually the one good person. <laughs> no, she's also terrible. <laughs> okay. I thought that was like, uh, that's a really affecting reveal too. Um episode seven that she cheats again um alex how about we uh move to alma and any any aspects of alma we haven't like discussed because we talked about her through other characters um you know as a big alma fan uh, and any anything that stands (laughs) out to you about her
2: uh well just just one one thing I want to say um Becca is just that the, the ending with uh, Becca seems very similar to how Sam treats Alma as well where it's like playing along as long as like almost comfortable and then finding a place where, like oh hey by the way here's the thing that I actually came here for which was the, the, for, the for the yeah place. I I read so, it. Yeah, so like that, uh, that's fair yeah so i i think i think there's yeah, another interpretation that isn't
0: this another interpretation i think it's also valid that she like is genuinely concerned and trying to give her space also sure, I think sam, sure. we'll talk about sam in a second i think sam is a turning point i think he was buying in and then tur- and then something changes but yeah
2: how about how about alma uh, Alma specifically, I mean, she, I, I think Sa- Sam said that like she speaks her mind a lot and like that is, ve- it's, it makes for ve- very uh, fun, fun moments where like she like, just, like, the way she like talks with, with kids is very interesting. Like, yeah. like, I, I mean, I usually don't like, kid scenes and adult (laughs) shows but like somehow like she makes them pretty fun when she's like doing this whole thing like in the cave like she's like making these like stories where she's like to or she's uh you know saying hi to them like it feels very natural so like at her her relationship to, to children is very interesting. Um, her her chemistry with, with Sam when they have when they're in alone, you know, and the um, like just like I th- is it the first episode that she's doing like the humping? <laughs> yeah, eyes? it is. Like, and, uh, that's a, that's, a pre- that's a pretty good like you know uh, cozy couples move. So. <laughs> so like I don't know. So it just a... Uh, has a lot of personality to her and oh, at the same time like when, when we get into these uh, fantasy moments with with her dad like she she kind of picks up everything fa- fairly quickly but at the same time like not super quickly enough that it feels rushed but like it's, it feels natural in the way that she's uh, getting everything so um I, I don't know if there's like something specific about alma that i like but it's just so all all around like her character is always interesting in terms of how she reacts to different situations and how she uh, responds back to different characters. So uh, she, she, she does a lot, a lot of things right in terms of entertainment purposes. And, uh, and uh, as a character, she, you know, she's struggling with this totally new dynamic that I'm sure anybody, if they were introduced to that would be driven mad. So it's, uh, it's, 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 there's a lot of, um, new stuff that she needs to deal with. And I think she handles it as admirably as anybody could.
0: Yeah. She's, she, I agree with all that. She's like just such a rich character with such rich relationships with everyone around her. Um, it's like astounding that, that she, the, this characterization can happen in eight episodes in general. We were talking about this and like, um, I think Alex had observation, like these are like the longest or uh, someone did the longest 22 minute episodes ever. And like, yes. I also God, thought, when I was them. watching, I also thought like, oh my god this is still one episode i thought this was like a double size episode and that can be a bad thing if it's like so like uh, it's like trudging along but i thought this like wow we're fitting so much in oh. and i wasn't che- i wasn't checking the clock i was like engrossed and it's like oh my god it's only been 22 minutes that's the, crazy the, the only time i ever checked the clock was when i was like
4: man it feels like midnight i look at my phone it's, it's only like eight o'clock and i'm only like, <laughs> right like that's the only time i ever felt the need to check the time in the episodes because i thought there was like some like actual magic happening in that like out
0: of <laughs> you were watching <laughs> non Linearly, yeah. I know. It feels
4: like the episodes are so long. And I don't mean that in a bad way, exactly like you. Like, it doesn't feel like it's possible
0: these episodes are only 22 minutes. They're so dense. It, this is a complicated show, but there's a few aspects when this is just like an all-time great show. Like, like there's not like overall. I mean, overall, you could make the argument. I think you, there's an argument. This is the best animated show of the year. I think it's up there for me. But like, um, you know, it, like just certain ways it's doing things are like so different and unique and incredible. I don't know. Like this, this is one. This isn't like a specific thing it's doing, but just that stands out to me in like how dense these episodes are. Um, back to Alma. Alma's hilarious. Um, Alex talked about this. I want to talk about my favorite jokes of the, of the season. My, my biggest, my favorite joke was in episode three with the lesbian mom, uh, construction (laughs) worker. (laughs) <laughs> um
1: that was good
0: <laughs> that was my big laugh out loud but that's the only gay in the show is the lesbian mom. Yeah, um, like like um, <laughs> but that's also like endearing that they're like teaching the kids about different types of people yeah. through the, the lesbian mom figure um uh we, we i think the other big one is uh episode six there's a lot of great humor here um i think uh alex loved uh, I uh, the, too. The daryl uh, yeah, i did the daryl bit sarah loved daryl i
2: think it's one sarah of my favorite Daryl'd.
0: gags of the entire year because it's like a <laughs>
4: four episode payoff for like one of the Mm -hmm. stupidest jokes. Like I didn't like, (laughs) I was a joke, stupid joke. And it takes four episodes to pay off. But like, the absurdity of how long it takes to get there, and like, like it's not even like that good a joke. It's just the absurdity of it. Like, I just can't believe. Like, uh, okay, it's... I like
0: that aspect. I was like, what did you see in it? Okay, I like the. I agree with that part, the framing of it. I guess, yeah. Uh, the other part of episode six I love is the, the just Sam and Al are like hilarious together. I also think Sam is so funny. Um, I think his actor is, is just very funny. Um, I can't but in, kill you. In, in episode six is like uh, it was always the question. It's weird that you would say that. Uh, they, I would <laughs> never kill you. Like that exchange was amazing to me. <laughs> oh, uh, I I,
2: I know that... Oh,
0: oh, oh. Okay. We'll get to say we can get Sam Sam's thoughts on Sam in a second.
3: Oh my God! <laughs> Sam on Sam. Sam, on <laughs> Sam.
2: Uh, I, I just want to say in that episode when when um Alma is like, doing this whole deep thing on the security guards, like I know that you lost a family member, and like it's like diving into her memories. And then like after like a brief silence, Sam is just like, "You got all that from her screensaver?" And like that that for some reason killed me. I think it was the timing of like we the went timing. through such like an emotional scene, and then. And Sam's just like, wait, did you just
1: look at the computer? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I, also, I
0: also just love the framing of that joke because I saw the screensaver and I was thinking that too. So like the visual framing, I feel yeah. like was great of that. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, we, can, we can hit on any other uh, comedic moments as we go along here. But um, closing it out on Alma, I, I think Rosa Salazar gives... Uh, incredible performance and like this is like hard to judge versus other animation performances because she's giving a live action performance like this is that's the thing these are like all live action performances that, that are painted over but like um i was i'm so in love with this performance like this is uh I don't know, just the range of expression she gives. There's one moment when she's she's uh with Bob Odenkirk and it's like some non-thing and she's just like uh, smiling really big or like laughing with, joking with him, teasing him about something that he's explaining to her or something. Um, they like repeat it too in, uh, in another fashion, and uh, in, in another scene. They repeat a lot of stuff. That reminds me, Brief Thought, Um so, so non-linear things that I picked up on Rewatch, uh, I forgot to say this, is that there's scenes of the dad coming out of the cave sprinkled throughout the show, which yeah. you don't realize at first or what it is. The show highlight it by repeating them but i still didn't realize on first viewing that that they were from earlier in the season but there are shots in like episode two and five or something of like someone coming out of the cave or the dad walking out of the cave so it's like oh was this non-linearly actually happening and i thought like there's it's really like the non-linearness i think is is there but it's still a it's it's still a story that goes in order but also there's non-linear stuff happening that's like even hard to pick up on Um, So that's like a really interesting rewatch part of the show, too. It's like what's from later? What's from before? There's there's a bunch of stuff thrown in there. Um, Quickly, we can talk about Sam. Um, I gave some of the Sam positive uh, perspective. Sam, what do you not like about Sam?
3: He's so fucking annoying. Jesus Christ. (laughs) So
0: it's not even the one horrible morally action he takes. It's just like he's annoying.
3: He's a fucking asshole. And I don't No, That's get out of her life. Fuck you. But, um, okay, so I feel like couples are written in a couple different ways just throughout media. Mm-hmm. There's like, oh, we're so in love and it's so dramatic, sort of way. And it's like, oh, we're buddies and we joke around, ha ha ha, sort of way, which this obviously falls into relationship wise. I don't give a shit about that at all. I don't care. I don't want. Like, like, if there was any downside of the show for me, it was, like, having to deal with Alma and Sam's relationship. Like, he's just the boyfriend who is in the show who I have to deal with. And, you know, episode five kind of remedies that with, you know, going into his backstory, and I respect that. And, you know, he's a person, and he's had his hardships throughout his life. And, you know, I'm not saying that he's a bad person in that regard, but it's just, I don't want that from the show and you know him just constantly cracking jokes is really annoying and you know it, it's like a good little comic relief haha from all the serious shit that's happening but we already got Alma cracking jokes them two together cracking jokes just like takes me out of it i just could not do episode six
0: Okay. Um, I, think, I mean, I guess that's fair. He, it's, it's kind of interesting. He's, he, you could see Sam having his own, um, like, Master of None type of sitcom yes! as the lead character, but he's, like, the supporting character I, in this. That's pretty interesting.
1: That's exactly what I thought. I, I He's, that's like, what the I was thinking Speckle, he saying, but he's yeah. not nearly as good as Speckle. Yes, agreed. Yes. I, yes. Okay,
0: so I agree he's, like, the Speckle. I think he is a pretty strong character. I'll give my case for speckle Sam. Like was- the the, the, the hang-up with Sam is he takes this one terrible action that is, like, maybe the worst thing any character does in the show, which is, like, pretend playing into Alma not uh, remembering that uh, she broke up with him. And it's just like hard to get past this like horrible thing he's doing. Um, and I, I kind of end up getting it in that he's just, like, a character of inaction and going, like, he explains it as just going with the flow and, like, that's not an excuse, but it's, like, almost like, I, I guess I get what he's, he's, like, how he Dude, arrived at this, this point, because that's just how he goes through life.
3: Fucker, he moved
1: all of his stuff out,
3: and, and he, he moved,
0: moved it back,
1: it back in. And it pretended he didn't, and she thought it's she was it's so in, It's
0: so insidious. Um, that, like, I, I was so out on him, like, and then episode five comes and they address it, and then, like, he gets these humanizing flashbacks and he's, they present them as like such a cute couple. And then they no. they go through episode six being said, and it's like, it's, I guess that's a very nuanced uh, portrayal because we got like terribly negative and then also very positive. Um I don't know what to think of Sam overall, I guess, because that negative action, but like, I do think he's very funny. I, I can see what you're saying about maybe taking it out of some things because he's like a different type of character. I just, th- I think his actor is very funny throughout the show.
3: I mean, I, I mean, its he's charismatic, I would say,
1: mm-hmm. but if-
3: Again, if I met him in real life, we would not be friends. <laughs> I think,
1: know. I will say, it's really telling that in the first episode, she's, like, she literally tells him, like, I don't ever want to be like my sister. I don't want to settle down. I don't want to get married. I don't want to have a family. That That's how I genuinely feel. And he's like, yeah, sure, okay. You feel that way now. Like, even then, he doesn't seem to quite take that seriously. He yeah. assumes she's going to change her mind and I feel like That plays into all the sketchier stuff that happens later already before we've even gotten into schizophrenia territory. He's exhibiting the signs of not really listening to her when she's being serious and assuming that what he thinks is best for both of them is what they should do.
0: He just assumes they're going to get there because that's what all couples do. He's much, he's, he's, he's like Becca. He's like the kind of like societal, uh, typical one. And Alma's like, I'm not doing that. And he just is like, you know, that's, that's, and I think it's valid if he's like, for now, sure, I I don't care. We can just be together. Um, but yeah, I mean, certainly he's not like a great boyfriend, even without the, even without the, the terrible action he takes. I
4: think here's the thing with the, the problem with Sam is that he does a lot of actions, And I'm sorry to bring this back because I think this does tie the show together. I think it's really important. I think he does a a lot lot of things that are like, Camilla, He to (laughs) Alma, I'm Mm -hmm.
5: sorry. He
0: does,
4: though, because it's on purpose. She goes to him and he gaslights her literally gaslighting Yeah, he does. I'm your boyfriend.
0: His his thing with the moving out is certainly gaslighting.
4: Yes, but I'm saying, like, (laughs) it's, it's, and when he tries to get her, he's like, I called your mom. Like, like, he knows the buttons to push for her is what I'm saying. Like, he knows the ways to get at her, to dig at her deeply, because, and I'm not saying he does it maliciously, again. I'm just saying he does a lot of things that are similar to the way that she was treated as a kid, and that's, like...
0: It just plays in the bad things. It
4: plays in the bad things. Yeah. But here's the thing, they're both adults which is a completely different dynamic and the thing is he under she understands why he made these choices she understands why he would do this to her but also knows that he had no obligation to anything at all and that's the difference here like there's not a power dynamic here yeah it's a different
0: power dynamic and i yeah. think that,
4: that means that if she forgives him I'm willing to forgive Sam if she's willing to look past it. Like if she sees this and she understands why her boyfriend did this and says, "Okay, that's completely different than her going along with what her mom says or what someone else does," because this is just an equal dynamic from her perspective, and that's what's important—her perspective here.
0: And I, yeah, that's a great. Yeah, that's a great point. I'll about agree the with dynamics.
1: that, but I will say, like, if she has schizophrenia. And I, he doesn't. That is not that's entirely That's also power equal. dynamic, yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. So, like, yeah. I agree with what you said, Sarah, but, like, the reality is, is, like, if she has a mental illness that is that serious, he's going to be able to make judgment calls on her well-being that she potentially can't stop and might not agree with. Honestly, and she's a little helpless there.
4: Honestly, I think the worst action taken by Sam is when, like, surprisingly, like, the worst action in terms of, like, them being equal partners is when he is called by her boss and he makes a decision for her about her job like I think that's just it's a line it feels weird, like a weirder line than when he lies to her just because like of the conversation they have about it like this is different in that she- he never apologizes for it he never says this was wrong he thinks he was in the right doing it and I think I thought he was
0: just like I don't think he really said much in that call um I, I what what do you say like i feel like he was just like um i, I don't think she's fine.
4: either but he agreed with the boss he said like yeah i'm going to work like like I, I just want to point out that like it happened
0: i guess he should have handled that differently he does tell her right
4: after it's the
0: boss that was the most at fault I think, but i mean but like yeah no I,
4: agree, but is, I don't know I mean, I mean oh i will
0: say the boss is maybe the one non-non-flawed character yeah, i in the agree show. like a <laughs> yeah. non-problem
4: way to do deal with
0: this Dylan is for the boyfriend to say hey she can make her own decisions. Yeah, let me like, put you or her on the line or something. Or yeah, like, if, yeah. If, if, I mean, if Cade's... I don't think he answers it, like, uh, super morally negative, but he's he's just oblivious, if, I guess, yeah, in, like, like what he should be Cade's doing. Yeah, like, if Cade's boss called me and told me that Cade was, did
4: something, I would be like, let me talk to Cade about it first before, yeah, like... Yeah, that's fair. That's like, fair. Like, like, that just seems like he, as the equal partner, he'd be like, hey, I'm around her more. Let me deal with this like like yeah, you're yeah. telling me how to feel about my own partner like this isn't yeah, right it's, it's
0: a fair interpretation yeah and in terms of the skits for anything I think he does he certainly doesn't like think that until a certain moment and that's why yeah. I think it's important with Sam to realize that or to, to he's say, not yeah, this is my, this just is my perspective him. he has a turning point like in in episode seven or eight or so he like he at one point is like okay you're not I guess I think she's not well now unless he was hiding it the whole time which is possible and he was being malicious but I think he's like the reason he buys into her and is going along with her in episode five and in episode six is because I think he's being supportive and um like at some point he does call the mom and like i but think it's just out of concern for her well-being call. and it's and it's yeah so i think like uh I think he's doing stuff for his well-being. It was really interesting about, like, Alma's perspective on forgiving him, um, which is, like, it's, like, how would you ever forgive yeah. someone for this? But I also bought it. Like, she's... This is, like, a person, a stable person she has that she's like, is really good with and loves. And it's, like, I, if she can, ex- like, kind of at least understand why he was doing this and that he wasn't maybe fully being intentionally malicious, was just kind of, like, being more oblivious and opportunistic and, like uh, uh, m- like, malicious, like, not... Quite- uh, like opportunity. Consciously,
1: that's quite an opportunity he took, though. Like, Sarah right. I mean, was obviously, saying, oh, I think not it's like terrible. He capitalized on the fact that she had schizophrenia, she goes, she moves, he moves back. Literally, what he did. capitalized on her injury
0: that's it, on her injury, yeah. He, on injury. he,
1: he, he capitalized on the fact that she didn't remember, right? Moved all and, his but, but from, from, from her perspective, she's like and trying to rationalize with her. What she... I feel like, okay, yeah, and, they, and they talk about that. Like, if Alma did not forgive him, that would have been rape. And that is a huge problem. Yeah, A I, huge problem.
4: I, for, I I honestly forgot this. I could
1: story. not forget that. That's like pretty serious.
4: <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, Michelle, you're 100% right. Like, I've been yeah, kind
0: of I'm, I'm glad the show at least like, talked about that for a second. I understand
1: yeah. that, like, for Alma to forgive him based on, like, here's past, and she, she knows he wasn't doing it to be cruel, but he did still do it. And I'm sure a part of him was being a little selfish there. She had just oh, broken yeah. up with him. Yeah. He likes her Yo, so sure, much. Sure, sure he selfish, wants yeah. like to spend the rest of his life with her. And that, I mean, if Alma didn't forgive him, she would have been super justified. And yeah, it legit would have been rape. But that's really fucked up. Michelle, there's here's my there's point. no
0: I way around. I, I, it's certainly selfish. I think the question is more of just like consciously malicious versus subconsciously but, malicious. But, I think but that's
1: Dylan, the question, at a point, so. like, would it matter? I, I'm not. I'm not trying or to it, comment.
0: It, it, like, I think he's terrible. I'm trying to like understand why. Yeah, Michelle, me. I think and I, that, should, and I think that's what I'm
4: thinking. I think like, I explained too. Like, I'm not saying I forgive Sam because I think you should yeah. be like in jail for doing that. <laughs> stuff. But like, but what I'm saying is that in this scene, Alma is the equal partner to Sam, and she is in her right to say this to him. And if, I think that, it's understandable
1: she why right. she arrives. If, if at anyone that had a right to forgive him, it's her because it is just the made about the record. I, think I mean, I don't, I don't change. think she's wrong. I, I think
0: she was. I think I, she was right think, for her current state. Like I think, I think it was good.
1: Is her. allowed to make any decision yeah. she wants because she's an adult again. But again, if she didn't forgive him. Oh, this would look so terrible. And I just like need to get that out there. because You could cool it no, argue
0: it's the same, even if she forgives them or I mean, not the same thing happened before. But I feel like enough. because
1: it's about her, she is allowed to determine if this is a good or bad situation. Because like if if she can't do that, she's not in control of her life yeah basically. right
0: i mean i think i don't think she's like saying like it was good what, what he did even if even though she wants to be with him after i think it's more just like she she arrives she, at a point she's where just she right, it's not him a and,
1: deal breaker yeah. for her own reasons and therefore yeah. like it's not gonna ruin everything but that's but like I, her decision to make
4: i think there yes. is also an argument for the thing where he said like the sex thing is kind of where it dr- goes over the line but everything else where he's like i was trying to keep you stable because you thought we were in a relationship still and you were like, mentally well, ill. He, I mean, yeah,
0: it, it's it's maybe kind of valid what he said, but also, it, you just, just I, tell I, her, it, just it, tell her! Like, no, just, no. Tell no. just say it! I, don't. I think
4: her. I think there's an argument for, like, if he did it differently, like, if the family was there all the time, and they, like, stayed with him, like, they kept, they, they were in on it, and, like, they said, hey, let's keep you here, just, like, keep her stable, like,
0: the yeah, it, would be, it would be, like, like it'd still be, like, gaslighting, but it'd be, like, well-intentioned gaslighting, yeah, well-intentioned I guess? Gaslighting, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: I, like, there well-intentioned gaslighting still gaslighting. No, no, it is. I'm just saying,
4: like,
0: if it Is that even a thing? It would just be to because clearly, from his perspective, it feels like the full motivation is he wants to be. He, he was selfish. Like his yeah. that's the thing you're saying. Like is he had a selfish yeah. reason yeah, that's for giving
1: it like, I him? Sam can be like, I don't think he has to be a garbage person to be selfish and have done yeah. this really objectively thing that makes me recoil. Well, right because now, if Alma's off. gonna forgive him, like it's her life and she knows him better than we do, and she saw a lot of stuff in that flashback. So all right. But again, it's like <laughs> it, you can still be very selfish and terrible, yeah. and I think Sam still kind of is.
4: But I think that's also important, because we haven't talked about, like, how her dad is in this scene, too, and a lot of scenes where she's dealing with Sam. Like, there's this confliction between, like...
0: like At the end of episode five, the whole thing is, like, is she choosing to, to stabilize, anchor to Sam or go fully into with her dad? And again, and into what there's she's a
4: power through. dynamic there. She's choosing the person without the power dynamic. Like, she's choosing the person that's she's equal to like, in this thing. Like, she chooses to have this episode without any, like, really talking to her dad as much. Like, we see this as just her and Sam, and I think that's important that she makes this decision to be with the person more that is has an equal footing with her. Like, that's a decision she makes, and I think that's one of the it's still fucked up. There's a lot of fucked up things in this, Michelle. But no, like... I get
1: what you're saying, and I think, like, I would agree, but also, I'd say, like, in a big way, I feel like her dad is, like, literally the metaphorical manifestation of, of the bad parts of her illness. Yeah. Because yeah. he gives her that blackjack game to disassociate from her actual problems in reality to focus on a crazy fake mission to find out, like, how he died. So, like, I feel like it's a struggle, not only between, say, maybe power dynamics, but also so literally between like reality and and not and just being in her own headspace and that that's like a bad negative thing. And Sam represents being attached to reality and dealing yeah, yeah. with her that's actual what life. About.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I I agree. That's like that. This whole question towards the end, episode five, I also love. Just really love that episode. Um, about uh, we can quickly hit on the dad. Uh, for me, I don't have a lot of comments on the dad because I interpret him to be not real throughout large amounts of the show. So like, it's I don't think there's like car- too He's too a reflection much to of Alma to, of to characterize. It's more of just like an Alma characterization. He is in flashbacks in reality, yeah. so I think that's like a, that, that can be care- talked about. Um, I mean, I think he, he was uh, at times a strong part of it. Anyone have uh, specific Jacob uh, comments? I think
4: it's important to note that like in the flashbacks, everything we see of him in the – in it's important to note that like everything we see in the schizophrenia is based on one flashback. Like everything stems from it. Like her way she treats him, the way she – the way he acts, she, she
0: starts to have more flashbacks throughout, or she starts to have pick remember more things, and then that induces kind of different things, yeah. Like and, and at first, it
4: seems like it's like a visual thing, but it's like really like the way he acts, the way he like does things, and it makes it more kind of feel like it's is mental illness. In that, like, the more she remembers, the more his personality changes in her envisioning of him.
0: Um, here's here's I was talking about like signs of uh the dad being uh not real. Uh, here's some more ones I wrote down of things I picked up on. Uh, this like gorgeous dream world they're in that's the uh the screen cap for this podcast um is sam's painting that he gives her in the hospital it's just that she's just imagining the painting or you know at least they look similar that's my interpretation um she's there's several flashbacks of him teaching her sign language throughout and i think that manifests as, as him teaching her to move the keys in episode four it's 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 kind of based off of uh, these memories um, and then, uh, he's, uh, she's her memory of, uh, her dad. Uh, she's a memory where the dad is playing blackjack, I think, the blackjack game when fighting with the mother. And only after that does she start, uh, uh does the dad tell her to get the game. And, and so, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's, it's things that are happening for her with her dad are, like, are increasingly, at least they're connected and that, uh, to flashbacks that are happening. And the show invites you to at least an interpretation that these are being based on, uh, her memories. Um, yeah, I don't, I, okay, no, no, not too much more time to, to get into Jacob. One, guess, but, one um, hot
1: take on Jacob. Yeah. I can't believe almost dad just literally Saul Goodman. I just can't get over that.
0: It's Bob I mean, Gordon Kirk's and other things. There but I mean,
1: <laughs>
0: Michelle just America. watched Breaking Bad. Like, give it, yeah,
1: is like, <laughs> <Saul just laughs> fresh <laughs> in my blood. And yeah, it, you know oh
0: are you going to watch Better Call Saul now?
1: Yeah, he, it's fine. It's not as good though. No, no, but
0: uh, I'm just saying. Like, I get where Michelle's
4: coming from. Yes. Because, like, really, yeah. random, like, really like Breaking Bad. Like, she was just talking to me about it, and I, it was it was in my mind too.
2: <laughs> I can't believe Alma's dad is the sort of bad guy from Incredibles too. He,
1: he was in Incredibles too.
2: Oh my <laughs> yeah, god. Yeah, he was that? That oh, sort he was, of bad guy. He gets he was, around. He was, he was the the, the guy. Talked dad, can we talk about
4: like a couple of the funny moments with him? Because I had a couple that I really yeah. loved.
1: Yes. Okay.
4: Like I really loved the scene with like the stick shift because like I've had essentially that conversation with my own dad too. Like that
0: scene is oh, so people funny. are so annoying with stick shift. Yeah, <laughs> that was a real. That was a real moment. Yeah. Okay. What else?
4: Um. Oh man. He's just like. I think like the entire conversation about um the keys and whether they're moving or not. Like try and don't try. Like just like like every time she's just, like every conversation he has with her. it's, Like he seems to just like not actually know what he's talking about, and it's all
0: really funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Nice.
2: Um... um. I I will just briefly say related to the dad. Um. There's that one video that Sam is watching of uh, of uh, Jacob, uh, doing this kind of uh, um indigenous ritual in his in his room, and then Mom walks in and and Sam is visibly um perturbed by this. And I will say that in general. I, I didn't look at the credits, so like I don't know how much um uh, writing staff was in this, but I do have to say that the the idea of the of the white guy using indigenous culture as like mm-hmm. f- as fodder for his um breakthrough discoveries and um immersing himself in it feels a little just just a bit off i don't think that they use it enough for me to be like that's a deal breaker but it definitely feels strange that a big that if if you want to do the interpretation that this is actually a real power and that this is something that the guy actually discovered but it still feels weird the way he goes about connecting it to other cultures is like this is the explanation for for them that is like this big scientific thing that i discovered sort of thing
0: I think you can interpret that as intentional by the show in playing into him being a bad person, like Jacob being a bad person. He's also culturally appropriating them with his research. So I think that could be intentional. Um, but at the very least, the show pers- the thing, the thing is, the show presents Jacob's ideas as like a big, uh, it gives it a big, inf- like, microphone. Like it, it's like, it's clearly and, and largely portrayed. And so that's why it's like, even if the show isn't really saying, um, you know, like, schizophrenia is like a gateway to higher existence. Like, at least Jacob is loudly saying that in the show. Um, so I think that's the way right question. yeah and maybe that relates to like it, it and even if it, maybe he's wrong about like using these cultures but it's still he's still loudly saying it so mm-hmm. I think it's a valid point
2: point. and uh, well, related there's that scene where uh, um, the uh, Alma finds that uh, lady outside smoking and they talk about yeah. how, how dance and like that, that sequence just in particular was very well animated of like her dancing throughout the throughout the days and then it leads up to her jumping into the mirror but like uh, the 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 usage of dance in there was very good the actual animation of the tribal dance that she sees in that bar-, bar mitzvah was like i can't imagine the hell that it must have been to try to paint over that but uh so so that, the, the dancing was great but yeah just in general the the usage of indigenous culture in this show i would i wouldn't uh be uh, firm in saying it's it's a positive of the show necessarily <laughs>
0: Um so I, I think that's um so that's fair. I at least think it's extremely striking how big an aspect of the show Indigenous cultures are, and I think it's like progressive in featuring them so much. Um, and there's like indigenous characters, like they're not main characters or at least almost part, you know, almost family is part indigenous. So I, I think that's like, I guess notable, but like they, they at least like that, the, that dancer at the end of episode seven. I, I agree. The end of episode seven is incredible. That whole like uh, dancing uh, and flashbacks throughout that sequence. Um, but uh, I don't know. I just, I found that to be super striking. I found it to be a big positive. I can, I can see the, the other side of that the, and how much uh, indigenous cultures are featured. Just so many cultures in general. I, I think episode five features five, Five different languages being spoken um like i think it's it's insane like uh just this show is making such a conscious effort to be yeah. multicultural in a way that feels extremely genuine yeah i would say and, and and for alma herself um and oh the the bar mitzvah thing i thought that was another standout joke of the of the show. oh it's yeah like, what's yeah. The, this this bar mitzvah's theme last part of my bar was theme was cell phones like uh, okay yeah i think <laughs> wow. that's real is bar mitzvah oh, yeah. yeah, themes like the that, theme. that. I don't even know baseball. I think no, I <laughs> was kind of baseball cause, that seems yeah. on
4: brand.
0: Yeah, I think it was that. Okay, um, I hate
4: all mine was baseball.
0: <laughs> did you hate it at the time?
4: Yes, I 100 percent hated sucks. it at the time. That sucks.
0: Don't you... okay.
4: Because um, what, what, what kind of be- never mind? Does not matter? No. Oh, also, like J- Jewish game. culturally,
0: with through through uh, Jacob, I thought that was also uh, notable, and oh. um, and he he talked about his family coming for, uh, experiencing pogroms in the past in episode five as well, and he's like, I didn't. We can go through all that just so I could have a Christmas tree up. Uh, that was like part of that one scene I noted with them discussing cultures through um, little Alma, like kind of half pick you up on what they're saying. Um, uh, I don't know, Sam. What what else? What are uh, anything else from the show? Uh, or characters we even discuss, or other. Oh, uh. Like...
3: Davy Diggs. He was, yes. Um... was
0: his name? Is, da- is, da- is Davy Diggs' Tune. character the unproblematic fave?
3: I just like his face. He has a really nice <laughs> smile. <laughs>
0: yeah.
3: Um. Yeah, he was in this. Uh, Raphael was a cameo. That was fun.
0: Yeah, he's uh, laughing at the uh, wedding toast, I think. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Uh, yeah. 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 yeah yeah okay, so thumbs Tyler up Posey, on Undo- your fave
0: yeah, I not enough Tyler Posey for me. I could have used more Tyler Posey as a priest
3: uh, uh, as a person who
0: loved uh, teen wolf you could needed more Tyler posey yes
3: v t w If you recognize Camilla, it's Constance Marie, and she played George Lopez's wife on the George Lopez show.
1: oh uh, wow,
3: yeah, fun facts with Sam.
2: If you recognize Rosa Salazar, she played Alita, Battle
0: Angel. <laughs> oh I, 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 was, <laughs> man, I was too weirded out by her eyes being smaller than.
3: <laughs> so, oh <my> god! Like, <laughs> Kate
4: told me that she was Alita like, halfway through the show, and I was so mad about that. It made me incapable like, of watching her for like a few minutes.
0: Um, I was also really impressed with uh, Angelique Cabral's performance as Becca. I thought that was one of the best performances of the show as well. I just thought I'm really impressed with the Becca character, and especially in scenes with Alma. Um, yeah, Sam, anything else on Undone? am done?
3: Uh, well, first off, hot taste on cold foods. Mustard. Yes, mustard.
0: Yes. Mustard. Oh my god. What about seven different types of mustard? Okay, what about I, rainy I mustard? I've
3: only tasted maybe two in my
0: lifetime.
4: I was, I was amazed they didn't say Dijon mustard at some point because I was expecting it. So, Dijon's too normal.
1: Not fancy enough.
4: Like. It's yeah. not fancy enough, but Mm-mm. I was ex- still expecting it.
3: Anyway, mustard. Uh, I like yellow mustard on certain things, pretzels. Yes. Furs yeah. maybe it's okay. Honey mustard I've really come around to in the past year. Yeah. Mm. I, I hate didn't honey like honey. <laughs> fake mustard. I <laughs> oh, no. the co- condiments I do. Um no, honey mustard is a common. really good dipping sauce, and I've come around
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: to it. Those are the only two types of mustard I've ever had. I'm very uncultured.
2: Chicken wings mm-hmm. and honey mustard is heaven.
3: Yes. Um. Other than that, Undone, again, I really like the show. I would say, yeah, top animated series of the year for sure. Definitely. Sam's number one? Nice. Sam. I don't know Sam's number one. I, I have to reevaluate things. Also, the year's not over yet.
0: Yeah. Yes. It's only- we still we ho- hopefully we still have Bojack to so we'll
3: Still see. got a couple yeah. well, like Super Drag's last year came in like November. I was like, oh shit. Um yeah, really like the show. You guys have given me a lot to think about. And I will continue thinking, and maybe I'll rewatch it again sometime. Yay. But I just I have my fond memories of the time I spent watching it.
0: Yes. That's all we can ask for is fond memories. I yes. Know, that
3: that is there. all we can ask for. Just <laughs> Bond <laughs> memories which i guess the show is kind of about memories kind of, it's a lot non-linear. about memories
0: yeah you had non-linear memories okay yeah i was thinking of doing this podcast non-linearly but you we should, didn't go through it with thank it. god ready. You should have. Alex,
2: what are your final thoughts on linear podcasts and non-linear podcasts? Uh, non-linear has been played out. We need to stop. Um, we, we, we've done all the good things we need. To, we can do with non-linear. We can move on with other story yeah, dynamics. Alex is anti-non-linear um, storytelling, so it's not surprising. Yeah, yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Um, Alma having uh, feelings about the Al- Alamo, I really appreciate oh, I that. it. I that. That was a really yeah. good scene from her, yeah. and I, I empathize with her Anger at people writing history books. Um, Daryl is a character that like that <laughs> that that scene seems very off in terms of like if this is it, I mean like is this real then like he's doing this whole like I put it behind me like I don't want to think about that time but, like he treats it like it's much more serious than it, it I mean his well, no it I think, think I it's, mean, it's real his former died girlfriend died crash. no
0: matter what yeah yeah her no dad what she killed his
3: girlfriend yeah
2: yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> You wrote yes.
0: on the outline Sam and Daryl equals Jets quarterback? Alex did, right?
2: Uh, maybe. Um, anyways uh, uh, so and uh, um, the the dad in the cave thing, um, is that meant to be like some kind of religious parallel to Jesus because he's like wearing a white no. robe and he's maybe. coming out yeah. of that I mean she was yeah,
5: a
4: like, picture in like church. It. She was yeah. drawing a picture when she was sitting in church.
2: Yeah, so it's like her his her dad is like her personal Jesus or something. Catholicism. Uh, yeah, um, Depeche I Mode. Good band. Um, yeah, and I was Christian. Uh, so the, the this show um, uh, after talking through this podcast, um, I have come around to the interpretation of it being mental illness. I think you guys have uh, put out a lot of uh, different things that the show did to lay those uh, seeds for if you if you want to if you want if you want to see it in that way. Um, I will say that it's definitely a show I would recommend to people to watch because it does a lot of interesting things visually and uh, thematically. Um, It's definitely a show that touched on a lot of things uh, personally, so I think that contributes to my very um, strange uh, feelings towards it, and so I would say that. I'm probably not representative of the majority of the audience but uh, if, if you've had um, family circumstances like the ones depicted in, the, in this show I imagine that a lot of this will hit very close because of the fact that the characters are depicted so realistically in terms of how um, roundabout their actions are as opposed to over the top like like say Bojack Horseman like these are portrayed a lot more realistically than, than that and that in itself makes it more affecting when it's like oh I, I've seen my family do that before so um it's an interesting show it's one that definitely gets a lot of emotions out of you if you pay uh, close attention to it Uh, the characters are great so undone is definitely a show that everyone should at least uh, give a try and see how how they react but i definitely think that's one that would be uh fairly polarizing for people
0: yeah, I was surprised that the critical reception was so universally positive, because I thought it would be a polarizing show, too. At least because it's hitting on kind of con- societally controversial themes, Um, but everyone... Critically seems to be loving it. Uh,
2: I so mean, cool. in in the in the scope of animation, like this is one of the most ambitious shows that I think I've ever seen. In terms of like, at the very the, yeah, at the, the very least, I agree. Everyone and... should check it out just because it's so unique. And, right, like, and I I think that, that contributes. contributes to critical consensus because obviously, like, if you're a TV critic and you're you're dealing with watching a bunch yeah, of shows to deal the with the same, same things, things over, over and over, over, and you get sure. a show like this that's like looks different and talks about things differently than any other show, has diversity of characters that you don't get to see as often as you should. So like I can totally understand critics as a whole being like, okay, this show is the best of the year, like hands down. Like I can I can see that. Uh, I and definitely there as, as we've heard from the podcast, like there are many reasons to believe that. Yeah. Okay,
0: nice. Uh Sarah, final thoughts. Uh, I like the show. Um, that's it. Okay, thank you, Sarah. Uh <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't Sam? Okay. Uh wow, Michelle, fuck what are you? <laughs> No, 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 you had you'd, uh intricate long thoughts. I on did, this, th- I, I did
4: too. It. I've already talked enough. I'm good. Yeah, we've we were pretty deep.
3: In well, I stories. don't know like Yeah, <laughs> just because <laughs> I like a show doesn't mean that you get the shit on me when I don't like a show and I give a short response. Yeah,
1: that's true. But I'm called, I'm for not, rebellion. I'm not being, I was. <laughs>
0: I, I,
3: was, like I wasn't what
0: about- i th- this was a general response to this is a general commentary on sam's terseness sometimes at the end of podcast that's also all. it's that's been all. like two hours i'm like good also i it's yeah good. i appreciate this the shortness really this oh yeah uh michelle final thoughts
1: i like this show it's a good show um <laughs> yeah the end
0: okay thank you uh this is undone was great i do think it's in contention for best show of the year i recommend rewatching it um i don't know this first infinity train they're similar kind of miniseries type shows first of all i don't think that undone could really have another season i mean i think it could do it but uh it ended pretty definitive it like it was an ambiguous ending but it's like it's not going to be it shouldn't be addressed like i think the show clearly doesn't want to address it so i i don't know how like i could see them doing
4: like sort of like infinity train where like the next season is about a different yeah pool, but like i don't want anything more with all even though i want more with
0: alma right can't maybe. address this yeah may, could maybe it could be alma but not directly after this or something or but just yeah it'd be more linear. of like a tangential follow-up or time. more linear That's i would
1: rather yeah. just give these two co-creators more money to do an entirely different show now that they've proven yeah. themselves with this first attempt you know attempt and success yeah. frankly just give them um, more money to do all their stuff like everyone yeah, else yeah certainly
0: they should and I, and, and I definitely want to highlight Kate Purdy who uh, is clearly such an incredible writer I mean her work on uh, BoJack was incredible this show she like solo wrote episode 5 which is I think the standout of the show like I I I, I, should, I definitely am going to be uh, eager to see what she's doing next also do
2: I write that she did Downer Ending on BoJack she did Downer Ending, yeah, and yeah. in an
0: interview she said Downer Ending was kind of the impetus oh, for this show good, really? is she, oh, really? kind of the well, non-linear ending well, to Downer Ending had her made her think of about like oh, what if I do a show that's entirely like this?
3: That's, that's good. That was my favorite. That's my favorite episode of Pro-Track.
1: Oh wow,
0: <laughs> yeah, it's really good. Um, the uh, I guess I guess I want to close by hi- again highlighting the the animation and the rotoscoping. Um, I, I like the, the the faces I can can take some getting used to especially like the hair and the lips and stuff but like just that the way it's used like in, in terms of sequences stitching together and uh, scenes it's back different backgrounds and abstractness um, just like episode two starts you off with like a flashback of Alma and then like her like tr- transition her transition to like her being older on the bed it like goes right into that she like ages up as it's going into the transition and then you're just thrown into it from there it's just brilliant. Um, I like, I, I just think it's, it, the show is so gorgeous, so meticulously done. And, you know, for an animation podcast, I like, I think, um, this is totally a valid form of, um, of, of doing animated shows with this rotoscoping method. I think this is the perfect show for it, but I also think a ton of other stories could be told with this method. And I think Undone shows that this is like, va- commercially viable for a TV show, you know, like I don't, uh, the show is probably expensive, but it wasn't the most expensive thing. I think like this, we can do this for, for other things. I mean, maybe you don't have like the, uh, I guess we should also highlight, uh, the, the director of, uh, he's so, uh, he, Hulsing, uh, uh, like the, the rotoscope guy. So like, maybe he can't do every show, but like, I, I would like to see more rotoscope shows. Um, and yeah, and was just, just, just gorgeous. Um, and the fact that it is such kind of like deep characters and show on top of that, too, is I think speaks to why uh, a lot of us are thinking it's brilliant.
2: Yeah, shout out to Scanner Darkly and Loving Vincent to other rotoscoped uh, pieces of work in recent years
0: yeah we had to we had talked about loving vincent i think on the podcast so there was there you go there's rotoscoping discussion on us um there's your two hour later correction for me in the beginning of the podcast uh let us know what you thought of undone at uh comment on youtube or on our website and you can come to our discord or we have an undone channel at overly slash discord uh if you enjoyed this consider supporting our podcast via patreon at patreon.com slash overly animated thanks to our current patrons especially our patron of the podcast caroline aka princess and uh bojack uh, nickname for the undone podcast and Thanks to so to our patron executive producers, Ryan, Steve Ox, Beechers, Hugh Michael, and Needle. Um we'll see if we have any further undone podcasts at any point. I mean, I think this is a show that potentially warrants like any amount of discussion. It's like infinitely discussable. It's also just like hard to discuss and it's kind of exhausting, so I don't know, but we'll like this is I am I'm I'm, I'm hap- really happy with our discussion. A lot of us came in and were like, what are we gonna say? Like this is this is uh, this is a hard, interesting and, and tough show but uh, i I think I think we had on a lot of great things so thank you guys and thank you all for listening We will see you next time bye bye, bye.
5: bye.